discussion about the Cyberpunk sequel, okay? Thanks so much for clicking on this. This is going to be about the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, or the Cyberpunk sequel, Project Orion. You may have seen Cyberpunk Orion talked about recently, and this is kind of shocking given that the final DLC is not even out yet, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. There's even a petition for Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. They want the second DLC. We're going to be breaking down all of the info, even a CEO that steps down. I put all the information right at the beginning of the stream because it is a longer video. It's because it was a live stream. So make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these streams. I'm going to end the previous stream that was about Wild Hearts. We broke down the gameplay. It was a really fun stream. So if you want to check out that stream, go check that one out. That one is now over and I've brought people over to the new stream. And always here at the beginning of the video, I do a quick update so you don't have to go looking for all the information. This is a Reforge update. Cyberpunk gets a sequel as maybe an untimely or timely response to the second DLC petition that was put out there. We'll cover that in this video as well as the CEO stepping down into a new role. If you like these quick updates, if you're watching on the Reforge Updates channel, you should check out Reforge Gaming where I stream live. Make sure and subscribe here though for those quick updates. So gamesradar.com had the breakdown here. CD Projekt Red is planning on a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel codenamed Project Orion. Now, what exactly was announced? Where was this announced? What is going on? Why are they why are they talking about a sequel already? The studio quietly announced the sequel in a batch of strategy materials that was released during an investor relations account. Basically, an investor's call. What exactly was said? There's other things stated about The Witcher. We'll probably cover that in a separate video and in a separate live stream. So, what was said about Project Orion? Project Orion is described as a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel that will prove the full power and potential of the Cyberpunk universe. It will be developed by the core CD Projekt Red team. Now, it's likely not in production right now when they make these sorts of announcements. That is usually made before anything has even been built yet. It is made at the very, very beginning of pre-production. According to Games Radar, nothing else is known about the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel at this stage. But judging from CD Projekt Red's update production guide, it appears that the project is in pre-production at the absolute most. And, according to the CEO's previous comments, it's going to be built in UE5. We've covered that previously. He said that the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion would be the final project in the Red Engine. The Red Engine seemingly has caused problems for them. They made an announcement about The Witcher and how the future of that franchise in the next saga would be in Unreal 5. And... It was like they were softly defending their choice to use Red Engine in Cyberpunk while also saying moving forward and picking better tech and having better technology is key to the future of games development. And the CEO made comments confirming this later that they are fully switching over to UE5. This comes on the heels of a DLC petition with right now, I checked it before going live this morning on October the 5th, almost 20,000 signatures. It's like right on the doorstep of 20,000. The next goal is 25,000 signatures. And this was them saying, hey, we want a second DLC. Phantom Liberty is not even out yet. And they're saying, give us a second one. I don't think that this announcement about the Cyberpunk sequel was intended as a response to the petition, but many 
many may see it that way. The opening line of the petition states that the Cyberpunk 2077 community deserves a second expansion. This is what was originally promised to us. Now, in addition to this petition going out there for more Cyberpunk DLC and the sequel being announced, the CEO, one of the CEOs, a co-founder, has stepped down. According to GameRant.com, after nearly 30 years serving CD Projekt Red, company co-founder and joint CEO Marcin Iwinski is stepping down. News of the departure came moments after CD Projekt Red released a strategy update regarding the future of the company and its upcoming titles. Iwinski steps down from being joint CEO, so co-CEOs, there's two, and will pursue the role of CD Projekt Chairman of the uh, Supervisory Board. So he's taking on a new role. This isn't like a flat-out firing like get out of here this sounds like a leadership shuffle and restructuring likely in relation to how cyberpunk 2077 was handled okay great you guys got the game basically back on track and in a better state it's time to restructure and set our sights on the next saga for the witcher series as well as the future of the cyberpunk universe with a cyberpunk 2077 sequel instead of future dlcs and expansions for the base game so if you like these quick updates check out my reforge gaming channel that's where i stream live if you're watching on reforge updates hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video and i'll see the rest of you right now good afternoon good evening welcome in whatever time of day it is for you what do you make of this this is right on the heels of cyberpunk having a big turnaround moment cyberpunk edge runners seemingly helping completely turn the tide of this game hitting top sales charts on steam hitting player number records on steam charts and now they're saying hey we are not done yet welcome back ant thank you for renewing your membership we're not done yet we've uh we've got a sequel planned as well guys if you enjoy my coverage and you hang out with me throughout the day remember this is a second stream so i need another like from you i need you to push that like button that thumbs up button we only have 66 likes and we have plenty of people here so make sure and smash the button sven says honest take knowing how you feel about cyberpunk 77 does it being on unreal give you hope it actually does and i'll tell you why yesterday when we were debating the whole remake debacle and debating on what should get a remake and what should not get a remake i was trying to think of a game where if they remade it would i or would i not be interested and i kind of threw out cyberpunk and then i corrected myself i was like you know what if they did a cyberpunk 2077 remake and it was in unreal i would imagine it would be the game that they wanted to build it would be the game that i wanted to play it would be it would be a game worth my time so i actually think yeah i would play And I would be very interested in in Cyberpunk and a brand new engine. And I I hate to to do that, right? To make it like so unidimensional, like, oh, it's the engine's fault. But I just, when you look at what people have done with the Unreal Engine on their own with their own small projects, you really have to wonder how much better this game could have been if it was built in 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 a better engine for scale, agility, optimization, and just efficiency. They ran into so much scope creep and you you also have to wonder with all the problems all the cyberpunk bugs it's like well was a lot of that because they were trying to do stuff and production slowed down engine slowed them down so everything ended up being you know bad or watered down or not well built right 
the game's in a much better place for those that have not beaten the game there's a big reason for a sequel that people will have to beat it to understand it I've seen a lot of people say they're pleasantly surprised now with cyberpunk gameplay because of the cyberpunk edge runners injection like injecting that into the storyline people seem to really be enjoying it I think you could chew around the narrative fat but the gunplay and the mechanics would feel way better if you can make the world and the gameplay feel amazing and feel better and feel you know fantastic then I don't really care if your story or your narrative is a little flat. Now, I would still obviously be a little irritated that like, oh man, you guys did all this work and still when I get bogged down in the dialogue trees, the voice acting's not so good and all of that. But I could probably, as you said, eat around that a little bit. You know, if I if I, if I I felt like, man, the gameplay's just so good. Distorted says, before we get into the cyberpunk subject, where people haven't kept up with the uh, talk smack about it. I just want to point out that it made 20 million sales so far and is still going and was second most bought game on Steam recently. Yeah, the Edge Runners update and the the Cyberpunk Edge Runners update and the Cyberpunk Edge Runners show has seemingly put gas in the tank. It is it is doing very very well, right? Now, when I talk smack about it, I try to only talk about the things that I find unenjoyable or disappointing. The voice acting for the male protagonist, the way the dialogue, you know, doesn't really land all that well, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot of things, I, I think, in the game that that you can't fix. Does that make sense? I've, I've tr- I, I, don't, I, I know, Dan, thank you so much for jumping back in as a member. I know a lot of people think I'm like a cyberpunk hater and they're like, why do you talk about this game? You know, you only played it for 10 hours or whatever, you know, right? And I think sometimes people get lost in the shuffle. A lot of what I say about the game is not me being a hater. It's like, I just don't think these are things that you can fundamentally fix. I don't think they can, right? Um, um, uh, thanks. The engagement helps. Um, Thanks. The engagement helps. People are really upset about my short about Dead Space. <laughs> this guy says, looks good to me. I don't understand what's so plastic about it. Um, imagining the next Cyberpunk 2077 Unreal 5 uh, HD 4K 2022. Ever watch that? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. It looks absolutely incredible. Uh, this is a next gen only $70 remake. <laughs> Lamau. Uh, had to update my payment method. No, you're good, Dan. You're good. You're good. Did you shout out Ant's membership? I, oh, no, I don't think I did. Ant, I did my open, and I didn't shout out your renewal. Thank you so much, Ant, for jumping back in. Jubair, you'll be happy to know that during one of the big runs the other day of members, Ant F accepted a membership. We all, we all thought of you and Derek. Uh, if they fall, if they followed Edge Runner's lead and they dig more into the human condition in the world of cyberpunk, I could see myself getting hyped for Orion, and 100% got swept up and stung by the 2077 hype. The four-hour intro was a huge mistake, says Jaggy. It really hampers replayability. How to clock uh, app one doing it got served to me as soon as you posted it. How to clock app one doing it got served it to me as soon as you posted it. I'm not sure what you're trying to say, Butters. I, I don't get it. The game went from dumpster fire to mediocre game and people are acting like the game is the best thing ever. 
here's here i'm gonna diagnose what's going on Corey, because i've been trying to think about this like why does this become so contentious why does this become such a hot debate right because i feel like when the game first came out everything i said was generally accepted by people even the people that liked it like admitted yeah these things are not so good these things are pretty bad okay and now I feel like because the game has been has been improved quite a bit and has turned a corner, everyone wants to turn around and act like all that criticism is now invalid and I'm just a hater. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. No, they haven't made the dialogue better or the voice acting better or the writing better. They haven't made the pacing better. You're acting like they've delivered God's gifts to gaming because they went and fixed a bunch of problems that they themselves baked into the game do you know what i'm saying i think what's happening is there were people who were already fans of cyberpunk and that's great it fared it did very well on pc if you compare how well it did on console which is understandable they put the game on old gen and it ran so poorly it got absolutely shredded by console players but if you looked at the pc performance and the pc reviews it fared well right it got like a 76 percent i think and that review score has gone up over time, which is impressive. It is. I also think the PC community is a little bit more tolerant of bugs and glitches. A lot of times they might think it's something on their rig or their system. The modding community also really likes games like this, especially with the recent updates that they pushed out for the modding community. Okay? So, this is what I think happens, is I think people that have been playing the game and think the game's just fine, this game is good... I think they think the game has gone from good to excellent. Does that make sense? They came into the game and they've been enjoying it. They've been playing it. They gave it like a seven and a half or an eight. And they're like, it's a good game. I'm liking it for goodness sakes. It had a 76 on Steam. So its average score was landing at like a seven and a half. So I think a lot of those people were thought it's a, it's a pretty good game. It's a good game. It's a solid game. And they view the improvements as tipping the game over into the excellent category. So they see me saying, I only played the game for 10 hours. Here's all my issues with it. And they're like, this guy's an idiot. This game's amazing now. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. In my estimation, the game went from bad to solid. And that's not a big enough needle jump for me to jump back into the game and give it tens of twenties of hours, right? Like tens and tens of hours, like just jump, jump, jump. Put in the put in the grind. Put in the put in the gameplay. That's my very quick flyover diagnosis of why people get so contentious and so combative about this game. Because for you, the game went from good to excellent, and for me, the game went from bad to solid. Or maybe now it's kind of good. It's okay. It's tolerable. Like it didn't move the needle. Yeah, some of you guys are saying it went from good, bad to good. It went from average to good. And I don't think people saying it's gone from bad to good or average to good are going to defend it all that strongly. But the people who already thought the game was good, for them, the needle has moved from good to excellent. And I'm like, I don't see the same game that you're seeing. I just don't. Like, 
we reacted to frankly gaming's video and i think there's a lot of people who view cyberpunk the way he does so like it's a great game it's a beautiful game the storytelling's marvelous i ate around the fat i i didn't mind the bugs i thought the game was good now they've got rid of the bugs they've added cool new weapons and transmog and all these quests this game is excellent now you know police systems run better cars run better the world runs better the game is so much better now for them the goalposts and the needle have moved so significantly that they don't they don't understand why someone like me says I still just think it's a mediocre game. Um, if you haven't played it since 1.6, then I don't think you have a good picture of the game in its current state. Oh, I disagree. I don't think six missions, I don't think three missions and some weapons and transmog is going to change anything distorted. I jumped in the game when they did the big next generational update. I, I don't think you can claim that the, the difference between 1.5 and 1.6 is night and day. I don't, I don't think so. I read the notes on what they added and changed in 1.6. I think that's an overestimation of what 1.6 brings to the table. Again, I think Cyberpunk 1.6 makes people feel that the game has gone from good to excellent because they're in, they like it, they're kind of sold, and I'm not. Like, I booted the game back up when they did the next gen update and it's like I think I spent close to 15 hours in the game somewhere between 10 and 15 hours in the game and my fundamental problem with it is the catalyst to get me into this game is the story because the guns and the gun play mechanics and the combat I don't I I find to be very clunky and not that great even fans of the game have said that the combat is one of the things in the game they like the least most of the people that defend this game typically tell me they love the story they love the world they love the characters right yo james with a five dollar tip through super chat thank you so much so typically that's what people come to me and say they're like man you got to get further into it dude the story is so good the characters are so good so the catalyst for me enjoying this game is never going to be the combat it's going to be the story right and from where I sit anytime I've played it the story the writing the dialogue even some of the scenes that people have tried to use in in videos to like show how great the game is I just feel like it all falls flat it all feels very monotone it all feels like it's delivered very flatly I'm talking about people who haven't played since near launch to now your criticisms are mainly just your personal game not actual problems with the game male va- voice actors uh, voice aside yeah I don't think the game is like a buggy glitch riddled mess anymore that's never been that's never been what I've said did you hear that they are working on an update of 1.7 almost confirms your prediction on a 1.7 1.8 1.9 update yeah for those of you that haven't been here I, I crafted a theory around their decision to make 1.6 the last update for old gen and there was even portions of the 1.6 update that didn't hit old gen and my theory was if you're going to leave behind old gen at this point and you're going to you're 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 doing that in anticipation of Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty I said that the next couple of updates would probably be pretty significant because 1.7, this is my theory, when they deliver Phantom Liberty, they're going to push out a free 2.0 update. It's going to be the Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 moment. And I believe that the next couple of updates will be significant. 1.7, like 1.8 and 1.9 are going to be huge because they're going to be next-gen only. So they're going to be huge, significant, substantive updates to the game. 
His criticisms aren't that. You're really mischaracterizing people's complaints. Who's 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 saying that who's mischaracterizing my complaints? I think the major issues you have with the writing and the voice acting is subjective. The male protagonist in Keanu definitely can come off as corny. There are lots of amazing narratives. And here's the problem, Infinite. I can't get to them if I have to climb over the main character's voice and Keanu's voice. I can't get there, bro. It's like it's like asking me to watch a television show and you're like, bro, you just have to get to season two. It's so good. And I'm like, bro, the two main characters are so bad. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. They're, they're not very good. But you, you just keep watching. Cars handle fine now. I've not personally encountered bugs. Game impacting glitches, dumping aside, which I'm fine with. The transmog and transmog presets you can make are excellent. Police system is B. Uh, oh, it's better. Basically, every problem has been addressed. Subjective when the majority of players agree the game is trash. Well, Corey, that's not true. The game has actually done very well on PC. I will readily admit that the PC community is at odds with my opinion. They don't agree. They've they've liked the game since day one. The game had a 76, like, I don't know, was it like six months? A- I don't know when we checked that. I would say about a year after the game came out, we checked Steam and it had like a 76. Most of the people on PC thought it was a perfectly fine game. They enjoyed it. I'm telling you, that's what it is. That's my diagnosis. People that thought this was a good game, people that have liked this game from moment one, all the improvements, all the patches, you know what they say? It's not a good game anymore. It's an excellent game. They don't they they do not understand my my issues with the game. They don't they don't they don't hear them. The PC version was the only one that was ready to play day one. <clears throat> On PCs I have very little problems. In my humble opinion, the male voice actor was better than the female. Keanu was great as well. My issue with the game is the big city is a glorified skybox. There's no content other than shooting gangs in alleys, says Spriggan. Yeah, you're taking an issue with the with the gameplay. Let me know when the game has meaningful RPG elements, has meaningful story decisions and paths, when it has good gunplay, says Eugene. I believe they've addressed the RPG build elements, have they not? I thought they made that more impactful. When it lives up to the promises made, let me know that, says Eugene. Tons of great mods on PC too. I've had a hard time pulling myself away from it since 1.6. That's what I'm saying. I think the PC crowd views the game very differently than everybody else. It really, really does. If you guys are enjoying the coverage, even if you disagree with me, hit subscribe. I want to hear what you think in the chat. Cyberpunk 2077 sequel was announced. This is on the heels of a petition, right? It's a petition for the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. They want a second DLC. Uh, It's excellent only so they can try and justify the price tag. Uh, Exactly. Um... And so we're discussing this. We're discussing what you guys think. And I'm trying to diagnose why this always becomes so contentious and so debated, so hotly disputed. Uh, I find it to be interesting. It's like, and again, I, I think that's that's where I land on this. I think there's a large portion of the cyberpunk franchise like fan base. They have thought the game was good from the very beginning. So now it's just excellent. It's done so many good things. Imagine your investors suing you for lying to them and people not being able to play the game on console for a year and you go, yeah, let's make a sequel. Well, I don't think any of that has any bearing on the sequel given that their future is not in the hands of the Red Engine anymore. 
I played on the Xbox Series X only and I'm enjoying the game. I think it's pretty good. Not calling it perfect, nor the best though. Right, but I think distorted, this is this is fundamentally what I think happens in this debate. What Corey said cannot be simply brushed under the rug as a bump or a blip in the radar. This game was so bad at launch, it was ripped from the Sony store, the investors sued the company, the game was in such bad shape that it became a meme in the community. Like, I think that's one of the issues, is it's like, I don't think you can say that the game's been good since moment one when that was its launch. Nobody that has ever defended No Man's Sky has ever said the game was good at launch. They've said the game has dramatically changed. I think that's the issue here is the people that debate me and and dispute my claims and tell me that I'm dumb and you haven't played enough, you're just an idiot or whatever. It's like you thought the game was good at launch. And I'm the idiot? You thought Cyberpunk was good from moment one, and I'm the one that's dumb? This 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 game was a trash can fire when it launched. And just because it didn't have as many bugs and performance issues on PC doesn't mean that the game was in such bad shape that it, it got they got sued by their shareholders. I just, I don't feel like we can brush that under the rug as a blip and be like, oh no, the game's been good since the very beginning. No, it hasn't. It's been bad since the very beginning. And they've made it, they've made it better. And they've done right by, they've done right by the consumer and they've dramatically improved this game and they've removed a ton of the problems and they deserve credit for that. The Cyberpunk updates, 100%, they deserve credit for how much they've done to Cyberpunk 2077. They do. But fundamentally, I think we all come from a different starting position, right? Like, your starting position is, game's been good since the beginning. I've liked the game since the beginning. It's now excellent. And I'm like, you can't get there. You're claiming that the game started on the 50-yard line when it practically got safetyed. Like, I don't think that you, it did not start on the football field where you think that it did. The PC version was the main version of the game. That's why the PC players go WTF to a lot of people. They completely ignored the console versions and they focused on PC for launch, says Corey. If you had a powerful PC, like the graphics were strong enough for people to overlook how janky the game really was, says Jaggy. I think that's some of it too, yeah. I agree, it was horrible at the beginning. Worst AAA launch I've seen, and I can't believe they managed to turn it around, honestly. When I say it's good, I mean it's good now. Okay, so, Distorted, I can, I, I have more of an appreciation for somebody that can say, it went from bad to good. Do you see what I'm saying? I think there's three camps of people when it comes to Cyberpunk. I think there's three camps of people when it comes to Cyberpunk. There are three camps of people that look at Cyberpunk, and this is what they fundamentally say. Number one, there's the group that says, this game has been good since the beginning, and it is now excellent. They look at the, the, the value and the quality increase, and they say, this game went from good to excellent. Then there's the people that are like, this game was bad, and now it's good. It's solid. It's playable. It's worth, it's worth checking out. Then there's the third group that's like, it's never been very good, and now 
it's still mediocre. They just got rid of the bugs. So I'm not interested in a game whose main quality points are we got rid of bugs. I think that's the three camps that people break into for Cyberpunk. Good seems strong, TBH. That seems like very strong language for a game scoring below 8. Yeah, but plenty of games score between a 7 and an 8, and we say that's a pretty good game. That's a good game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember when I talked about Aliens Fireteam, and I said we need to be okay with good games? We need to be okay with games that are just good. Like, and I know, looking at a CD Projekt Red game, you're like, we shouldn't really be settling for good. Good for them is bad, right? It's like when your all-star player has a mediocre game and his stats would be good for another player, but they're bad for him. I think a lot of people look at look at this game and that's what they say. You are an all-star developer. Good is not good from you. A seven a seven dot five is not good for you. That's bad for you. It's like a straight A student. It's like a straight A student getting a B minus. It's like what the frick happened? You almost got a C or or like a C plus. Like you, that's that's bad for you. A C plus or a B minus, that is a victory lap for some students. But for other students, that's bad. That's like, wow, you really did something wrong. You messed something up. 99% of the people are in the second camp, I think. It was a good story in an amazing universe, says Ray. Cyberpunk wets the tongue on what could be, and people are excited for what the future could be. Detective Seed says, technically the game was broken, but at the core of the, sto- the stories and the writing were very well done. Now that it's been more polished, it's in a better place. I do have a good relationship with CD Projekt Red. Detective, do you want to you know why I think some people think the writing and the voice acting is fine and I don't? Do you, know you want to know what it is? I think the primary problem is not necessarily a qualitative thing. It's not. I do think the male voice actor is bad for the for the protagonist. I think even fans of the franchise have said pick the pick the female, pick the female uh, voice actor. Okay, so let's ignore the main voice actor for a second. I think most of the issues with the writing is not a qualitative problem; it's a pacing problem. It's a pacing problem. When you're playing a lot of those scenes and a lot of those sequences, it's like get on with it. It's like say something like there's this weird halting like odd pacing the voice acting was really good there's plenty of voice acting in the game that's amazing I think your main partner that you have that ends up dying I think he actually really showcases how bad the the male protagonist voice is he is good, and a lot of people you're interacting with are good, and it really highlights how flat and monotone the main voice actor for the male character is. A lot of the people you're interacting with have good voices, and you don't. So I don't actually think that the voice acting and the writing is qualitatively like bad and horrible. The more I've thought about this and the more I've reanalyzed some of my thoughts and some of my experiences, it's not that all the voice actors are bad. It's not that all the writing is bad. It's a pacing issue. I think if you can play this game and patiently let the dialogue slowly wash over you, you're like, this is amazing. I don't get what everybody's problem is. And I play it and I'm like, dude, get to the point. Why is it taking some people so long to talk? You know, why are they... It feels like they're dragging certain things out. 
it's it's kind of like when you're watching a show like whenever the punisher came out and everybody said that season one took too long and i thought it was great why i loved the slow build-up i loved the slow descent into untethered anger that they took frank castle like he was trying to keep a lid on it right I loved that slow build-up, and other people hated it. I think the same thing happens with Cyberpunk. I think there are people that enjoy the slow pacing, they enjoy how methodical and almost calming it is to be in the world and be in the dialogues and sitting down with people, and I'm like, bro, freaking get to the point. Now, some of this might be also because most of what I experienced happens in that first four to five hour tutorial and then my second four to five hours or more is like me finally feeling like i can break free from the shackles of the intro from the shackles of the tutorial and i'm like all right it's time to get to it and then i get bogged down in more conversations and more slowly paced dialogue and i'm like bro what the frick get to the point you see what i'm saying Like, I was in love with Johnny Bernthal's version of Frank Castle so much, I didn't care that they were taking their time. I didn't care that it was slow. I think some of you guys enjoyed Cyberpunk's story and world and delivery so much, you didn't care that some of the pacing was really slow. It doesn't bother you. And it bothered me, like, significantly. I'll concede that the main main voice actor for V could have been better. I do disagree on how the stories progress, though. The pacing in certain stories is slower for good reason, as there are spins on them. See, and here's the thing, Detective Seeds. I think they go for so much slow pacing on the front end of the game, and then if it speeds up and slows down, speeds up, slows down. I think that's great if you can get to that point. I just couldn't get to that point. I was like, come on, man. Just let me do something. Like, let me have some of my let me have some of my own pacing here. I wonder if that's what it is fundamentally, at least for me. Guys, could we get 200 likes on the video? There's so many people here. Live streams live and die on you chatting, subscribing, and liking. So if you're enjoying the breakdown and the back and forth, hit subscribe so you can disagree with me, debate with me, and dialogue with me. Welcome to Reforge Gaming. It's a daily talk show. We already did one. We already did one this morning about Wild Hearts. This guy likes this with no story. That's what he's trying to convey. Respect. That's not what I'm trying to convey, and I don't want respect from somebody who thinks that about me. That's not what I'm saying. I've enjoyed plenty of story-driven games like Hellblade or Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and I've soaked up ton of the, uh, tons of the dialogue and tons of the narrative elements. That's not it at all. I think pacing comes down to personal taste. Not all of us are stimulated the same way or like the same things. So I agree, that's a valid criticism for you, but I also don't fault them for it. I'm not faulting them for it, Distorted. I'm saying I think this is the dividing line. I'm telling you, I think this is the dividing line. I think people got into this game... They were, they were entranced by it and they don't care that the pacing is really slow for like the first five or six hours. That doesn't bother them. I feel like I had to play through a five hour long prologue and by the time I got on the other end of it, my entire palate for the game had been tainted. It had been tainted. It's like drinking orange juice after brushing your teeth. It doesn't work. Why? Your, your palate's tainted. It tastes terrible. It's like I did so, I was like, come on, 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 I just, I just want to get past this, I want to get past this, I want to get past this. I wasn't entranced by the game because I wasn't getting to do the things that I wanted to do. 
And then once I finally took those shackles off, I was like, all right, no more prologue, no more tutorial. My palette for the game had been tainted. I was like, I, I can't enjoy this game now. Combat doesn't feel that great to begin with. Gunplay feels kind of bad. And now the only catalyst for me to enjoy the game is slow plotting dialogue. And the only way that slow plotting dialogue is going to hook me is if at that point I'm a fan of the game and the universe. And I think many other people got to that point in the game and they were like, I'm a fan, I dig this, and the slow plotting dialogue didn't bother them. They're like, let's go. Let's slowly learn about all these people. Let's slowly learn about this world. What other open world RPGs do you like? Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon Zero Dawn, Assassin's Creed Origins, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Imagine coming in here and telling me that I don't like open world RPGs after listening to me talk about Cyberpunk for like, what, five minutes? And they're probably my favorite games. Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring. Like, I think action-adventure open-world RPGs are probably my single favorite game. Spider-Man. As someone who hasn't played it yet, is it worth picking up now, or should I wait for more updates? Yeah, I would say, I would say, if if you're going to get it now, now's the time to get it. Just don't get it on old-gen consoles, because you're not going to get any of the future updates. If you're going to get into Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay now then skip out on old gen. Don't buy it on old gen because you're not going to get any of the updates. Uh, Distorted said, for sure, I'm happy that the problems of the game have gone from objective, terrible programming and design issues to problems we have to our personal taste, if that makes sense. Sure. Listen. Yeah, I liked Fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed Fallout 4. That was That was a good game. Whip that out and flop it on the table. He asked for it. Yeah, I put more hours into open world RPGs than probably any other game type. The amount of time I put into Ghost of Tsushima and the amount of time I put into Elden Ring and Assassin's Creed Origins, like, those are those are some of my, my most played games, I think. Wait for the DLC to drop, then get it. I don't know, Distorted. I think now would be a good time to get it on next gen, build up, go through all the Edge Runner stuff, enjoy all the quality, and then and then you're ready when Phantom Liberty comes out. Ghost of Tsushima is 100% an RPG. Is somebody arguing that Ghost of Tsushima is not an RPG? Why, why would somebody say something so silly? Can we get 28 more likes on the video? Come on, there's 361 people here. Welcome on into a discussion about the Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, Project Orion. Cyberpunk Orion is basically the Cyberpunk sequel. And we are discussing what this means for the future of the franchise, why people are largely split on the quality of Cyberpunk 2077. It's been a good discussion already. Disagree on Fallout 4? I mean, I was only speaking to games that are open-world RPGs that I enjoy. I, I don't think you could say Fallout 4 is not an open-world RPG. You might not have liked it, but they were asking me what kind of games I myself enjoyed. Cyberpunk 2077 on PC has a higher Metacritic score than Fallout 4. Yeah, but I mean that's not what we're debating. I don't I don't I, I'm not saying that Fallout 4 was it was an award-worthy game. I said 
somebody seemed to indicate that I don't like open world RPGs, so I rattled off close to, what, 7 to 8 that I've loved, and Fallout 4 was an open world RPG that I enjoyed. I didn't love it, and it was very bug-riddled. I would never defend that game's quality or claim that it deserves some crazy award-winning score. It was, it was, it had issues when it launched. Like, again, I, I saw what I was indicating. I was indicating my preferences since someone questioned my preferences of game choice. Like, try to keep up with the argument since you were one of the people that said that to begin with. In my opinion, V is not an interesting protagonist for this game and is boring. A guy who made his start in open world RPG doesn't like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My issue on Fallout 4 and the world is literally empty and the settlement system ruins the game. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people did not like that system. Might be a bad take, but I think the open world setting is what ruined Cyberpunk for me. For the story... There was going to be, uh, that should have focused more on that. Oh, and The Witcher 3 is definitely an open world RPG that I wish I had time to play because I got pretty far in that game and was loving my time with it, but as a streamer, I couldn't keep playing. It was murdering my numbers at the time. Are you hoping for Orion to pick up where 2077 ended or do you want them to start fresh? This is what I think they're going to do, Bleep. This is my theory. So if you want my theory on Cyberpunk Orion, or the, the Cyberpunk sequel, I think they are going to use the Netflix series to move things forward. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Magical Fat Guy ordered a light roast 20 minutes ago. Thank you so much. I think they're going to use Cyberpunk Edge Runners to move the story forward so they can skip time and have cool things happen so that when you pick up Cyberpunk Orion or whatever the heck they end up calling it, it'll be a dramatically advanced story. <clears throat> I think you don't much like open world RPGs with a lot of dialogue options. No, I was enjoying The Witcher 3 when I played it, so that doesn't work. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Origins, so that doesn't work. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Odyssey, in which I had time for it, so that doesn't work. Uh, I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that has lots of dialogue in it. I don't know about dialogue options, but lots of dialogue. Um, I'm not... I don't know. I don't know why you're constantly trying to project onto me what you think I like or don't like. Like, it seems like you're trying to do some weird under the radar ad hominem where instead of engaging with some of the things I'm talking about you're trying to make it about me as a gamer and my preferences to like maybe discredit what, I, what I'm what i saying like oh cyberpunk's amazing it's just a you problem Lono it's just like you don't like these types of games or you don't like this type of thing no I, that's not true he was literally wishing he could listen to all the dialogue in Horizon Forbidden West Yeah, I felt pressed for time during Horizon Forbidden West, and I was like, oh, I wish I could do all these little side conversations, and I remember encouraging people in Horizon Zero Dawn, go talk to all the NPCs. I actually think the writing in the Horizon games is very good and concise and jam-packed full of lore. Like, that was one of the things I really appreciated about the writing in Horizon Zero Dawn, is you could spend, like, a few minutes talking to an NPC, and I felt like they did this very concise good ex well executed writing style so i was learning a lot about the world of horizon zero dawn without super lengthy monologues so when i played through horizon forbidden west i was in a bit of a hurry because i 
was getting ready for Elden Ring, and I was bummed that I, I couldn't I couldn't do all the side stuff because I found some of the dialogue to be very interesting, especially with uh, one of the main characters near the end who who kind of looks like you, and then the other uh, the I liked talking to the AI the most in Horizon Forbidden West. I loved what she brought to the table. I loved the interchanges with the AI. Yeah, I played Tsushima in Japanese and still loved every minute of it. Read all the dialogue. Um, I would even read the haikus. I disagree with your take. Edge Runner's show is based on the year before Cyberpunk. I think Orion will have you grow up in Night City as a teenager, or they will expound on the end of Cyberpunk if you beat it. Yeah, I would just wonder though, Detective Seeds, don't you think they're going to do a second season of Edge Runners? Like, think about how long it's going to take to build the next Cyberpunk, homie. Four or five years. So you think they're going to what? Just like stall out Edge Runners and leave it where it is? Or are they going to advance the story? You see what I'm saying? Like, they can crank out more seasons of Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Like, Cyberpunk Edge Runners Season 2? I mean, come on. They'll be able to finish that stuff way faster than building the next Cyberpunk. You're talking about the earliest release date for the next Cyberpunk as, what, 2027? Probably? In that time, they'll probably do it more Edge Runners, I would imagine. I mean, maybe not. I've not watched a show with new characters. Maybe they'll have to call it something else. Maybe they'll have to do something different with the story if, like, characters die. Edge Runners is going to have two or three seasons before the sequel is out. That's what I'm saying. You need to see Edge Runners to see why that won't happen. Okay, so maybe my prediction's wrong. You don't think that they would use the Netflix series, though, to advance the story and then have that tie into the Cyberpunk sequel, the, the what it, Cyberpunk Project Orion or whatever? Man, can we get 10 more likes on the video? You guys make these afternoons, these afternoon streams super duper hard, man. You guys really do. We struggle because people won't push the like button. You've got to do that. I can't bring close to 400 people over here and not hit 200, man. It makes us look bad. Y'all got to wake up, man. These redirects to second streams, it makes you want to do one morning show and that's it. You got to give me love here. I'm dying over here. Quit making me beg for likes. I feel like a dummy. I put on six, five to six hours of free content. You know, you got to do the things. You got to do the things. Considering what they did with the Witcher series, I think they'll do a direct sequel to Cyberpunk, either continuing V's story or giving you a new character that V mentors. Edge Runners doesn't end well for people involved. Is it over just buffering nonstop? I mean, no, we're not over. Nobody else is complaining about buffering. Maybe lower your quality settings. The one scene was unnecessarily ambiguous. I think they'll tie locations in the into the game, but stories are completely different. Uh, I doubt that Edge Runners will get more seasons. They tied the story off at the end. It's basically a one-off. Well, hang on though, hang on. Like, after the success of Edge Runners, you think they're honestly just going to do nothing? They're not going to do more seasons? I don't know. What if they do this? Hang with me. Hang with me. Forget Cyberpunk Edge Runners for a second. 
what if they just call the next season something else cyberpunk overworld or cyberpunk lost network i don't know they just make up a name what if the seasons have tentpole names that's what i would think that they would do they would keep moving elements of of night city forward so that when the cyberpunk 2077 sequel lands you hit the ground running with the continuation of the story I don't think that show's success hinges on the cast at all. Edge Runner is already taking place in Night City. That would have they'd have to make a new cyberpunk anime. I don't see a second season. The doubling down on the game for F's sake, they definitely are making more seasons, right? That's what I'm saying. I could see them literally doing since they did a cyberpunk Edge Runners update. I could see them literally doing a cyberpunk Phantom Liberty season. They could just call it that. I don't know. Like, if they're tying in things like that, they might say, man, this really, really worked well for the game. Let's keep going. The game got follow-up, uh, so it's not the same, so it's not the anime. I don't know. I feel like they have more, more prongs in the fire than one season. I have no inside info on this yet, but I believe Orion is going to continue V's story based on the choices presented at the end of the game. Okay. I'll be honest with you, Detective Seeds. I think that tracks. I think they would want people that were faithful to to this game to be able to take their character over. You know what I mean? It, it may not be a sequel season, says Eugene. They'll definitely do another story, though. Yeah, that, that show is riding high. Not doing another cyberpunk season makes no sense to me. They could do season two and set it between 2077 and the next game. That's literally what my prediction essentially was. Like, they'll do another season or a couple, and they'll use that as a bridge between Cyberpunk 2077 and the Cyberpunk sequel. Like, they'll build a bridge with the show so they can move the story forward. They could dramatically change the city. They could dramatically change the world so that when you step into Cyberpunk Orion, that then you'd be in like an advanced story world whatever they can do what you're saying says ashen but they would need to make night city the main character of the show instead of just focus on one person 45 minutes isn't enough time to form any kind of an opinion oh for this game somebody saying they only gave it 45 minutes yeah i think you need to play a little bit more than that there are people that have said they got past like one or two hours and they really started to like it. I I agree typically that if a game doesn't hook me in the first hour, it's unlikely that it will. I'm not saying that it's it, that it can't. I'm saying it's unlikely. If you can't hook me in the first hour, if the world, story, characters, or glimmers of the content loop, if you can't hook me in that first hour, it's very unlikely that you will. Typically, most games that I love... I know I'm going to love that game within the first 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, yep, I'm in. Good story, good characters, good world. Uh, Combat feels good. Content loop. Glimmers of the content loop. I can kind of tell what I'm going to be doing in this game. You know what I mean? 
10 minutes into Tsushima or God of War, and I was like, I'm good. Oh, yeah, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. This game This game is going to be sick. First 45 minutes of Witcher is mint. Yeah, like, Witcher 3, funny enough, Witcher 3 was a game where I loved the beginning, and then when it slowed down, I kind of, bu- I was bumming. And then when I came back to the game later, I actually appreciated the slow dialogue more. I kind of changed my opinions as a gamer a little bit. I know people who bought thought The Witcher was boring and Geralt was an interesting and wasn't an interesting character. Oh, I'm sure people might have thought that. It did start out a little bit slow, but I remember once that started cooking, I don't know. I liked it. I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, Kenpachi, a lot of people felt like Days Gone took too long to get going. Yeah. I felt like Days Gone turned a corner for me at like the second hour. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I remember playing Days Gone and being like, I can see why people think this is a little bit boring. Do you want to know what kept me playing Days Gone? I'll tell you. The, 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 what kept me pushing in, in Days Gone was quite literally the the emotion capture on the characters' faces. I just, I don't know. I thought the characters looked so cool and they looked so believable. I wanted to know more about what was happening. You know what I'm saying? I Like, it was the characters that kept me going because that game is really, really slow at the start. I mean, it takes a while before you're kind of in the content loop lane. Yeah, Eugene gave it four hours and he couldn't do it. I, I I completely became a fan of that game after the two hour mark. And I was like, man, this is slow. But I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't stop watching. It's like, I want to know what happens to this guy. Like the opening sequences in his face and stuff, I was in. And that's the problem that I had with Cyberpunk. Nobody hooked me in the beginning. There was not a character, there was not a story element, there was no voice acting, there was no narrative element, nothing pulled me in. So it being a slow burn at the beginning, like what, like a four or five hour intro, it being slow, I was like, man, there's nothing keeping me going. But Days Gone being slow, I cared about the characters in the world immediately. Cyberpunk intro in the first act really hurts it. No, yeah, Jackie. No, I'm telling you, I wanted so badly to be hooked by something in Cyberpunk. Homie, I have more reasons to like and play that game than to dislike it. Every time I talk about it, we have a strong turnout. Every time I played it, we had a strong turnout. I actually have more reasons to be biased and cover it and like it and praise it and play it and do breakdowns of the patches and the updates, I actually have very strong business bias to play that game and break down the patches and to play it and update and all of that. I have I have tons of reasons to play and like that game. And I just I can't do it. I can't bring myself to care. I give my save on the PS5 so you can go past the 20 hour mark. Jackie wasn't enough. Jackie came close. Jackie came close. There were a couple moments where I thought, okay, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. You know? I was I was definitely 
I was definitely slowly coming around, right, to to the idea of okay, this 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 could be good. I might get into this. I think one of the fundamental problems though is is and this might have been why this might have been why once I finally got out of the intro, I was kind of not wanting to play because they killed Jackie. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, cool! I'm I I, I kind of started to like Jackie, and then they kill him, and I'm like, oh, for frick's sake! I remember if you guys were replaying it, I got mad about that. I was like, wait a minute! Spoiler alert! Oh, come on! It happens in the prologue to the game, and the game's ancient at this point in time. Frick out of here! You can't be in a cyberpunk stream about a cyberpunk sequel and care about like a story spoiler that happens in the first five hours of the game. Come on. How do you feel uh, about Tom Brady and his wife divorcing? I don't care and don't know why you're asking me about it. I don't concern myself with the private personal lives of 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 celebrities or uh, football players. Like it makes no difference to me what he wants to do with his life. Jackie's dying was in the trailer for the game. You lost rights to spoiler six months ago. If you cared, you would have played it. By now, Mr. Viewer. <laughs> uh, I love Jackie. I kind of liked him. I think that might have hurt me. That might have hurt me in the opening, in the intro. You know what I mean? It might have. It, it made me, it made me kind of feel like, oh man, I got a little invested in that guy and now you just you just murdered him in front of me. You know, if you're still uh, thinking about playing Cyberpunk, says Distorted, give the thing a shot when the DLC comes out. You may end up liking it. I don't understand. Why not now, Distorted? With the Cyberpunk 2077, like 1.6 update. Why wouldn't you have them playing now? Isn't now a good time to jump in? I'm done talking about Witcher. Lame. Okay. One day I may give it another shot. No, 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 no. Eugene's talking about Days Gone, Sven. He's not talking about Cyberpunk. The best time to play Cyberpunk is when the DLC and final update comes because most of the fixes will be implemented by then. Okay, hang on a second. Let me get this straight. I'm, I'm being told by people, but the game's great. Game's good. The game is worth playing. My criticisms aren't valid and and you know people that are hating on the game that haven't played it since launch their criticisms aren't valid but you're literally telling people to not play the game right now. Then they could play it all in one experience instead of taking a break or maybe not trying the DLC. Any improvements they may add or make the core game with the DLC. Yeah, but Liberty will be the perfect time to jump back in. You'll get a full story. Bugs gone. 
Yeah, but 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 Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is a separate additional story. It's additive. So fans of the game, I, I don't know, man. I gotta tell you, I sometimes wonder, I sometimes wonder if there's just weird, inconsistent nuance in the fandom of this game. You're literally telling me the game is is light years different and so great now, and then your next breath you're telling people, but don't play right now if you're new. Wait for the DLC because more problems will get fixed. I'm sorry, what? Expansions are always a good time to jump in. No, they're not. Expansions are sometimes a terrible time to jump in because you can't play the expansion. You have to play through a big, huge, fat chunk of the main game first. A lot of the times, the expansions are gated off from brand new players. In my experience of covering video games, I think the advice of waiting for the expansion to come out is honestly kind of terrible. Now, maybe if you're going to be a little bit more nuanced and specific, you could say, pick it up a month before the expansion comes out, but waiting for the DLC, they're not even going to be able to touch it, likely. But if you want the full experience... What do you mean? There is a full experience right now. There's a full cyberpunk experience to be had right now that I'm being told by fans of the game is great. Great, amazing story. So many side missions. So much great narrative and dialogue. You shouldn't need Phantom Liberty to have a full experience right now. You could certainly jump in now before the DLC and I think it'll still be worth it. Not because anything's getting fixed, but because you've already waited this long. Is why I said to wait. So you've waited this long, wait for longer. Spartan says, don't wait. In my opinion, the last uh, major update fixed a lot. When the expansion drops, improvements made to the game will improve the base game and the new player experience as well as not just DLC. Okay, that's actually a good point. I know that's actually a good point. They may, they may do so much base game improvements that a new player experience will be dramatically better at that point. No, no, that, that, no, I, yeah, that's actually not a terrible point or a terrible argumentative, like, pushback on what I'm saying, is the presumption and the hope, and I think this is a fair presumption and hope because it lines up with my theory, is that the next couple of updates are going to be massive and that when they deliver Phantom Liberty, they will deliver a Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 update that will be significant because they're leaving behind old gen. You will not be able to just jump into the DLC. You will have to be a higher level to get in there. Right. That is something people need to be fully aware of. No, the DLC will not be free. No. Phantom Liberty will likely cost money. I'm being told by fans of the game that it'll take me 15 hours for it to get good, so why not wait until there's more improvements and more content and then I can lean in? <clears throat> that only applies to people with next gen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't be able to get next you won't be able to get the DLC on old gen. I thought So the thought is that a new player experience will be introduced with Phantom. Maybe. Maybe, Sven. I think the hope would be that they'll make so many ground level improvements on the game that a new player experience will automatically be elevated. (laughs) Yes, Zubair, the fixes will roll out for free. So traditionally what a game like this does is they will roll out an update and a patch. It'll be free for everybody on next gen. It'll be called, I I think they're already working on 1.7. So Cyberpunk 2077, 1.7 already already been uh, confirmed and in development 
So I think they're going to do a 1.7, 1.8, 1.9. Then when Phantom Liberty lands, even if you don't buy it, there'll be this massive 2.0 patch update that you have to download for free. And it'll do all of this stuff to the game. And then Phantom Liberty will go like this. It'll almost be like a capstone. Bink! Right on top if you want to buy it. The two are linked, but they're not linked with the price tag, if that makes sense. A lot of games do that. So anytime we would play a new expansion or or season in Destiny, they'd have this laundry list of updates and changes that got pushed out that everybody gets to benefit from that. Anytime they change a subclass, anytime they change an archetype of weapon, anytime they fix a bug or a glitch or a loot drop, everybody benefits from that fix. And then there's the people that buy the DLC and get to play all the new stuff as well. <clears throat> they did not announce the DLC was free. This is where it gets really confusing, Anthony. And you have to pay, you have to pay very close attention to how CD Projekt Red talks about Cyberpunk. The latest 1.6 update is considered DLC and it's free. So when they say they give away DLC for free, they already have. Cyberpunk 1.6 came with like three missions, six guns, five melee weapons, and a transmog system, all for free. That is DLC. An expansion is a different category. Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty is an expansion. It is not DLC. It gets really confusing because some people use DLC interchangeable with expansions it will be a paid expansion they have said before that their model going forward would be free dlcs and paid expansions it's listed as a dlc in game well that just adds to confusion i'm not saying that they're clear on this i'm readily admitting to you and telling you right now that their their dialogue on it and their framing of it is freaking confusing it is 100%. The average person doesn't doesn't draw the distinction that I just drew. They don't. The average person says a a, a DLC is an expansion and an update is an update. Like a patch is an update. Like that you just you updated the game. Oh, we added missions and, and a transmog system. That's great, but that's just a free update. That's not DLC. It's even more confusing when people call sequels DLC. (laughs) The expansion will be 30 hours long, unconfirmed. Of course, it will not be free. Witcher 3 expansion was not free too. That's not confirmed, is it? Do we have confirmation on the length on the the expansion? They've um, They've said almost nothing about it. Guys, we are one hour and five minutes into this broadcast, so YouTube's like, hey, now would be a great time to run ads. No, now would be a good time for 40-something people to hit the like button. It's free to hit like. It helps the video. Let's hit another like milestone. I kind of hammered on you guys to hit 200. We are well within reach of 300 likes. And yes, it does help the video. You want to help me not run ads and disrupt live streams? Consider becoming a paying member. Do a super chat. Gift some members. Or at the very least, do the free stuff. Subscribing is free and liking is free. And if it helps the video perform well and climb and we meet new folks, then I don't feel like I need to run ads ads Witcher 3 had an expansion yeah blood and wine and then another one they did two they were substantive they were quite substantive yeah 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 they got a lot of uh yeah hearts of stone and blood and wine there you go yeah they got a lot of praise for that work too 
They're listed as DLC, if I recall. Listen. Listen. I'm not telling you it makes sense. I'm just telling you what they've said. Okay? (laughs) I'm not telling you it makes sense. I'm just telling you what they said. Officially on record, Cyberpunk 2077 DLC will be free, and Cyberpunk 2077 expansion will cost money. They literally said in an update, we're going to do free DLC and paid expansions. They, they, I mean, they literally created that dividing line. I'm not telling you that it makes sense. I'm telling you that that's what they said. There's elements to it that are confusing. Just within the general accepted gamer colloquialisms that people use, people don't talk like that. I've never played a game that got a free update and had anybody call it DLC. I've never, I've never freaking heard of that. You want to know why? Because it's not optional. You literally just download it. Like, have you ever played a game that's like, hey guys, we got a brand new DLC coming out next week. Oh yeah, what's it do? Well, it fixes 28 bugs, adds a couple of missions, and we added a transmog system. Isn't that just an update? Like, it's not even optional. It's not even optional. You just, it just, it's an update. It's a patch. It automatically downloads. DLC, generally speaking, is like an an optional player volitional choice to download something which is commonly paid for. In my definition, DLC doesn't remove a previous experience. An expansion makes it so that a previous experience is no longer available. What? The anime just made it painfully clear how the vision didn't match the product. The PC crowd experience was decent at release. Cyberpunk is an average game and it doesn't deserve the praise that it's getting, says MJ Talks. Sounds like a drop pod. Oh gosh, Eugene, stop. We used to talk like that. Look at Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne. That was called an expansion as well. DLC is additional content. I mean, I would say that anytime you're you're pushing out an update for your game, the substance of the update doesn't suddenly mean you should be calling it like something else. I thought Cyberpunk anime was kind of average. Blew through the whole thing in one day. It seems like it's getting really, really good praise though. So I don't know. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna comment on the quality of the show. I would say, Valiant, that the lion's share of the people that have watched it don't don't land where you have landed. I'm fairly certain its review scores are bonkers good. So I, I don't know. I I'm not I've not watched it. I would be a terrible judge of the show anyway. I'm not an anime guy, so I would be like, cool. That's a pretty cool cartoon. <laughs> and then everybody would get really angry and you know, all the weebs would come after me. I'm going to be pedantic here. DLC is everything. It's downloadable content. I think that we need a word for minor content updates versus expansions. Okay, the reason it doesn't help to be pedantic, Akuta Papa, is because it's it's vernacular. It's slang in gamer world. You know what I mean? That's what's so difficult about it. It's such a nebulous thing. It's moved it's it's moved so it's really difficult it's like well we did this really substantive update so we're gonna call it dlc and i'm like 
the average person doesn't think that way. When you go read a blog post of your favorite game and they're like, hey, we changed all these subclasses, we fixed all these bugs, we added a mission, and this patch, this update, this whatever is hitting on a Thursday. I've never heard anybody, and I've never seen it on a thumbnail. We're covering the latest Destiny 2 DLC. No, they're like, we're covering the latest update, the latest patch. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like come at CD Projekt Red and act like oh they shouldn't be doing this. I'm saying I think there's confusion about this. I do. I think there's confusion. I'm 100% not an anime fan at all, and I really enjoyed it. Says my name is Nerf. I'm also a huge fan of the game, so that probably helped. Oh, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure it did. You know, it would be totally weird. Like universe flips upside down. Is if I watched the show, fell in love with the show, and then was like, now I got to go play the game, and then I suddenly like the game. I doubt that would happen, but that'd be funny. I have God of War on digital pre-order. It's going to be great to get a... It's going to be... I'm going to be getting a DLC. (laughs) Going to use the game. D2 drops a major balance patch. We're going to call that DLC now? That's what I'm saying. I covered Destiny for five years, and maybe I have a biased predisposition because of that game, but no one ever called their free updates DLCs. We called the DLCs DLCs. Curse of Osiris was a DLC. We literally had debates about going from the seasonal format back to the DLC format because people considered that, right? Like a big paid download that added new story emissions was was DLC. Weapons and armor updates, like Armor 2.0 was not a DLC, it was an update. And it fundamentally changed entire aspects of the game. The Loot 2.0 system that came to Diablo. Nobody called that DLC. They called it the Loot 2.0 update. It was an update. The Go Fast update in Destiny. The Armor 2.0 update. Like, we have a pattern of games calling things like that updates. That's why why I think it gets confusing. People are like, wait a minute. Free DLC? Like, right now. How many people do you think have heard they're gonna get there's there's free DLC in Cyberpunk and they're gonna be incensed that the 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 Phantom Liberty expansion is gonna cost money? Can I get 25 more likes on the video, guys? Thanks so much for being here. Smashing the like button helps this video find new viewers. Right now, how many times do you think you're gonna see Reddit threads, tweets, and forum posts that are like CD Projekt Red lied? They said that it was going to be free DLC and they're charging money for Phantom Liberty. How many how many people do you think are going to say that? I, I, I bet you there's going to be quite a few that are like, I read we were going to be getting free DLC. This is not free DLC. I, I think it's going to be a high number. I do. I think it's going to be a high number. I don't think people are going to just sit idly by and and say that you know oh this this is this this is great i i anticipated paying for this no they anticipated getting it for nothing dlc can be anything well sure dlc can be anything but that's the point is if you use dlc 
if you use it sort of like liberally and you use it for everything, number one, it loses its it loses its punch and nobody really knows what it means. Then also, if you use it in the context of free, that's when it even adds to the confusion. Seriously, think about that. I just I just thought of that. If DLCs are just updates, if DLCs are just free things that you download, why did you need to add free as a modifier? Why? Why would you need to say that it's free? You're adding a modifier to DLC. Why? Because generally people expect to pay for DLCs. You have update patches, free content, and expansions. We need a word for free content that's not a patch. That's what I'm saying. Both the expansion and the free content are DLC. I think you have patches and you have updates, Akuta Papa. You're creating a hybrid and you don't need to. You have update patches. No, you have updates. You have patches. Free updates would be, here's some free content. We've updated the game. It's more than a patch. It's more than just squashing bugs. It's an update. Armor 2.0, Loot 2.0. We have other games that have done this. The Go Fast update. Like, fundamental changes with some new content sometimes. You have updates, you have patches, and then you have DLC. Like, I don't I don't understand why you would even feel the need to modify. Why do you need to modify DLC? Free DLC. Like, what? That's because generally people expect to pay for DLCs. So, drawing a distinction between free DLC and paid expansions is weird. If COD adds maps in today's landscape, is that a DLC or an update? I think people would call it an update. Call of Duty pushed out a huge update and and changed the map, updated the map, reverted the map. I don't think I've ever seen anybody say, yeah, they pushed out a big free DLC and the map changed. What the frick? Nobody talks like this in the gaming world. I've, I've like I'm reading articles every day. I'm scoping out things to cover. I've never seen anybody say, oh, this company pushed out a big free DLC and they're referring to an update. I, I read more gaming articles than I care to, like, and headlines. I, I like, I, uh, no one talks like this. That's why I said, like, I'm not defending it and I'm not really attacking them for it, but don't act like this is common vernacular in the gaming world because it's not. <clears throat> Cyberpunk, DLC, Phantom Liberty, anti-consumer? Is an anti-consumer? Cyberpunk 2077's DLC is yet another anti-consumer move CD Projekt Red is getting away with. CD Projekt Red's DLC isn't coming to the consoles it launched on, and we're all supposed to be fine with that. Unfortunately, most people are. I have a feeling I know who this is that wrote this. Isn't this the one? Yeah, big surprise. The Horizon Zero Dawn remakes an insult that we deserve. Okay. Isn't this the person that said, I swear this is the this is the person that said that uh, God of War Ragnarok's being held back by the PS4 based on the trailer and the sky being split. I swear this is them. Yep. Same author. Same author. 
Stacy from the Gamer. God of War Ragnarok's trailer makes me worry the PS4 is holding it back. Just an absolute genius of an author. Like, I, I, her stuff's so bad. It's so bad. It's so embarrassing. Like, arguing that the Cyberpunk DLC is, is anti-consumer. It's like, in one breath, everybody can criticize Cyberpunk for launching on old-gen consoles because it didn't run well and it held the game back. And then in the next breath, you're going to argue that years later, when they're trying to get the game into a better state, that they're supposed to they're supposed to keep putting content on the old-gen consoles? Just so out of step, so out of tune. Like, I swear some of these are these authors, they literally pick bad contrarian ways. They they they, they pick bad contrarian positions because it increases their click rate. I swear they do. Tassie embarrassing or Frosk embarrassing? It's like a hybrid of both. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, hey, CD Projekt Red, please continue to fix Cyberpunk and deliver an expansion and try to get this game back on track. And and, and please, please do that while while fixing the game and trotting out content for for 11-year-old systems. Like, what the frick? How old is the tech now in the Xbox One and the PS4? Like, what on earth? Well, this feels like small potatoes for a company so wildly anti-consumer it sold broken copies on two separate occasions. It's inconceivable that the game continues to get a pass for this. It's a PS4 game. How can it cut content from the PS4 version? Slip up, it's not cut content. Well, and and did she write a scathing blog about when Bungie did that with Rise of Iron? DLC is basically just stuff like pre-order bonuses and things like that. Every company I can think of now is using expansions for what we used to call DLC, likely for a business legal reason. I mean, maybe they are changing terminology and we just haven't caught up, right? Very possible. We've officially entered into the video game blogger realm. I could have a huge channel if I leaned into all the hate of all the games. I just don't think let channels like that last. It's it's all fire, no warmth. It's all fire, no warmth. Like I just it's like a fireworks display. It be it would be like I, I think trying to grow channels like that and maintain those channels and sustain channels like that. I think it's like trying to heat your home with fireworks. Like it wouldn't, it doesn't work. It's really bright. It's really noisy. It's hot for a couple of seconds. And then that's it. That's the end of it. Someone heard her. It's laughable that the game continues to get a pass for this, but I suppose I'm not surprised. Every decision CD Projekt Red has made around this game has been deceitful. And every time it has been welcomed by the community with open arms. Every decision has been deceitful. 
Like, I've been pretty critical of this game and things that they did, but holy sweeping reductionist platitude, Batman. Take all my money and good press. Keanu's back? Don't worry about accountability. CD Projekt Red can roll can roll on without it, eh? Cyberpunk 2077 keeps digging itself deeper and deeper into a hole, and it's endlessly frustrating to be surrounded by people acting as if it's ascending higher and higher. I swear I swear we should feature her once a week on the Reforge Reacts channel. My gosh. Heating your home with fireworks, the biography of a Twitch stream. <laughs> Just feature her weekly on the Reacts channel. Um, she got the phone. We'll be shooting for this. This is realistic. Merging their company, the smaller, more areas things. Need to fill gaps. They don't provide. Could be good options for us. And it will result in this guy moving up the food chain and getting more bandwidth. Okay, good. Good, good, good creature. Good. We can work with that. We can work with that. We can make that work. We've we've got a bit we've got the ability to navigate around that because it likely won't be here then it'll it'll be here a little bit after that so even then I think we can work with that. You can heat your home with fireworks when they light it on fire. That's right. Ex- y'all's expectations were just too high. Yeah, they made mistakes, but mostly people were just unrealistic with their expectations. Reese, with as much respect as I can muster, that position is. I don't have a word to use. That's a stupid position, bro. No. Blaming the consumer for having their expectations set too high and that, oh, they made some mistakes, but mostly people had unrealistic expectations about Cyberpunk? Homie. Homie, no. No. The marketing for this game and the things that they showed and the things that they talked about, they set the expectations. They did that. This game was so bad. This game did so poorly and performed so poorly, it got ripped off the Sony marketplace. That's unprecedented. It created a refund meta on consoles that has never before been seen, and they were sued by their shareholders and settled out of court. Describing that as they made some mistakes and people's expectations were just so just too high? Homie, no. Uh-uh. No, they set the expectations. Consumers didn't see like a teaser and like and like lose their minds and then got mad when nothing happened that they thought was going to happen. That's not what happened. Wanting a game to release not broken is too high expectations, says Ray. Never saw a game pulled from PSN. That's what I'm saying. People like the person that made that article are why cancel culture is the way that it is. They don't want there to be any chances of improvement or redemption. It's been two years. Oh yeah, I, yeah. She's she's probably she probably gulps down buckets of cancel culture Kool Aid whenever there's an opportunity to do it because the idea for her accountability for her is 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 permanent, ongoing pain, right? You know what I'm saying? Permanent ongoing pain. Like that's you can you can hear it in the way she talks about it. Like, oh, the fact that people have have decided that the game's better after they've made all these improvements. Like, look at the way she summarizes. 
Every decision they've made has been deceitful. What? What are you talking about? I personally had no problems with the game. Cancel culture Kool-Aid. It tastes like burning. Yeah, I mean, Reese, if you had no issues, that's fine, homie. But like, bro, come on. Yeah, cancel culture Kool-Aid tastes like kerosene and matches. I, you know, because you need that to, you know, burn witches. I, to me, I, I can't imagine anybody looking back, even fans of the game looking back and, and describing it as they made a few mistakes. It was mostly consumers' expectations. Bro, I just, I don't think that's a fair, I don't think that's a fair assessment of what happened at all. It's totally fine for you to like the game and have, and if you had a good experience at launch, that's fine. But even most of the people that I've spoken with who are candid about this game are like, no, no, this game did not have a good launch. No. And, and no, the trailers did not line up with what they delivered. No. Honestly, cyberpunk is better than these games that came out this year, like Saints Row Okay, wait. <laughs> wait, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll give you Saints Row, but you're going to claim that a game that won Game of the Year, Last of Us Part Two, you think Cyberpunk was better than that, and it was also better than Horizon Zero Dawn, another game that I'm fairly certain won Game Awards. How many Game Awards did Cyberpunk win? Other than, other than first game to be removed from a Sony storefront. Like, they won that award. Yay! They, they won the award of... Such a bad launch, we got sued by our shareholders. Yay! It, that that game was better than a game that won Game of the Year and, a, and another game who I think won a handful of game awards. You don't see many people giving CD Projekt Red a pass for how the game was on launch or how it was the first year. Its improving image has come with the game's genuine improvement. It had to painstakingly earn the change of opinion. two years after it come out and they're still trying to fix it. Yeah, let me be clear. Let me be clear about something. Let me be clear about something. I actually think what they've done with Cyberpunk is admirable and I think that they deserve praise for that. So I'm going to read an article like that and say, well, this person's stupid. Acting like everything they've done is deceitful and they're they're anti-consumer and they should put the DLC, they should put the expansion on the old gen console. Shut the frick up, you entitled whiny baby. Like, my gosh, maybe if you can't keep blogging for the gamer, you can go blog on Facebook and mislead stay-at-home moms. But like, like I'm gonna shred an article like that. I'm not gonna give an article like that a, a foot in the door because it's, it's anti-intellectual nonsense. It's like posing as pseudo-pro-consumer and it's not. It's just entitled whiny nonsense. But that also doesn't mean I'm going to say, oh, this game was great when it came out and CD Projekt Red's done a great job. They made a few mistakes. No. No. I think that they're, you're both making mistakes. You're both making mistakes. Like, the person who wrote that article is making a terrible mistakes. They're making terrible mistakes. They're going way over here and being overly critical. You come over here, you're being, you're being not critical enough. Hey, what have stay-at-home moms ever done to you? 
At least they're still trying to fix it, says Distorted. Most would have given up while they were that far down, like Anthem. They at least tried to make up for their erroneous frick-up, which couldn't have been easy. Right, Distorted, I think that's such a good thing to bring up. The only reason you're still talking about it, and the only reason you can blog about it and get good clicks and get good ad revenue, is because they stayed at it. If they'd have shut down the game a year ago, you'd have you'd have nothing to say right now. There'd be no blog. There'd be no cheap shot to take. There'd be no trumped-up charge of anti-consumerism to throw at them. You'd have nothing to say. Why? Because it'd be another game in the dustbin. How many blogs has she written about Anthem? None. Why? Because Anthem's gone. How many blogs has she written about Lawbreakers? None. Because the game's gone. The only reason you can blog about it, the only reason you can take your cheap shot, low-brow, you know, brain-dead take is because the game's still going. Like, I don't even like... I don't even like this game. Anthem tried to? What do you mean? Eugene. No. Anthem did not try to the same degree that Cyberpunk has tried. The number of updates that Anthem pushed out was what, like, I I could probably count on one hand. Three or four, maybe. They did one content push, one, and then they had this big, they had this big blog where they were like, here's where we would like to go. They were like chopping out those ideas and then it got canceled. Anthem did not push out near the number of updates, patches, fixes, and and content push that Cyberpunk has pushed out. As much as I loved Anthem and as much as I don't like Cyberpunk, I'm giving 10 points to Gryffindor. I'm giving 10 points to Cyberpunk. They've done way more for their game than Anthem ever got. Anthem had too many things they had to fix. By the time they got things right, then they added some content. It was too late. They, they that, that ship had already sailed. I don't know. I think Anthem wanted to try, but they certainly didn't try. There was not near the number of content pushes and updates. Trust me, I covered that game. I know how many times they updated it and how many times it was it was worth going back and checking on. And it was not nearly as much as what they've done with Cyberpunk. Like... As far as the number of free updates and how much the pendulum has moved, No Man's Sky is the champion. Cyberpunk is like the honorable mention. And then Anthem's like way down there of like, yeah, at least you tried. Bart Simpson. Throw it in the trash. Anthem had a team still working on Anthem. They canceled like two years after. No. No. What's Full Squad Gaming? We were planning to announce a gameplay test on a clean PC setup today with Naughty. However, when setting up last night, we ran into a roadblock. Her Activision account was locked out. We will update you if it is unlocked to complete a clean play test. Whole thing feels so freaking staged. The whole thing feels so freaking staged. I think the whole, I, I don't know. Is there, Paul, is there a way to vet and verify if she has indeed been, been, um, is there a way to confirm that she has been, uh, uh shadow banned? There's no way to confirm it. So she could 100% be lying about it and we'd have no way to know. If she, cause my, my, my theory at this point is it's the whole thing is a lie. The whole thing is a staged lie. She could not log into her account. Was that shown on screen or did she just say that? Like, is it been confirmed on screen that she got shadow banned? Like people saw it. She couldn't log in. 
Because if there's no verifiable, visible proof that she's been shadow banned, I think the whole thing's a scam. They never showed it at all. Yeah, I think the whole thing's a scam. Why would they lie? It's amazing publicity, Sven. Look at the publicity. There are way more people talking about this than any... You think anybody would have cared to talk about, oh, she went to full squad gaming and played on a clean rig? Who gives a frick? She's done that. She did that with TSM. That made zero headlines. All it did was got chopped up by the hacker hunters and they talked about how bad she sucked. So full squad gaming is going to do what? The same thing? Have her play on a clean rig? And then what? No one gives a frick. They're just going to say, uh, yeah, she played like dog water again. So you prove nothing. You'll highlight like you'll highlight like one or two good games and you're going to act like, you know, you're going to act like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll highlight one or two games. That's not going to make headlines. I'll tell you what makes headlines. They've got her account unlocked again now. Oh, they've got it unlocked now. So she so it's been unlocked. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think the whole thing is a scam. I don't think she ever got I don't think she ever got shadow banned. Think of think of the freaking narrative they can run with now. Golly, this is way off topic. Think of the narrative they can run with now. Oh, she got shadow banned. They reviewed her gameplay and now she's back. She's not a cheater. And guess what? Instead of just having her play on some clean PC and everybody like kind of roll their eyes at it, everybody's talking about when she's going to get to play on a full on a on a clean uh, full squad gaming PC. The whole thing is a freaking scam. I, I she's she she wasn't shadow banned. I'd put freaking money on the table. She was never shadow banned. It's all a scam to increase her legitimacy as a clean player because, hey, I got shadow banned. They checked my gameplay. I'm legit. They removed the shadow ban. And then that will be the headline, not her playing like dog water on somebody else's setup. Do, do, do you see the game that they're playing? It's a freaking PR stunt. You're literally going from saying, here's her playing on another clean setup and people combing over her mediocre gameplay. That's not what anybody's going to be talking about. Now, the entire narrative has been hijacked. All they're going to talk about is, oh yeah, she got shadow banned and got her account back. She must be legit. They're playing a freaking shell game, bro. It's, it's uh, with uh, some level of respect. It's a 900 IQ shell game. But it's a freaking shell game. They are, they, I, 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 they're all misleading the public at this point. I feel like they're all misleading the public. I, I highly doubt she was shadow banned. Because, oh my gosh, they're playing the hacker hunters like marionettes. They're going to get all the hacker hunters to run with the shadow ban story. It gets removed, and now they have to do what? what that now they all have to run with the story that she got her account back. She must not be a cheater. I, I don't I don't I don't believe any of the people attached to that at all. I think the whole I think the whole thing's a scam. I do. We gotta get back on Cyberpunk. I gotta grab a I gotta grab a discussion question. I am so tired of talking about that situation because I feel like there's so many bad actors, so many people being dishonest. I don't buy any of it. I don't buy any of it. Um 
Okay, I think this one, this is this is a good one. This is a good discussion question. Um, uh, okay, this is a good discussion question. Yeah, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. Um, with the push to Unreal 5, so if you're unaware, CD Projekt Red CEO said that the Cyberpunk expansion would be the last project in the Red Engine. Be the last project in the Red Engine. And every future product would be in Unreal 5. So I think it totally stands to reason that they would, they'll, they'll be building the Cyberpunk sequel. They'll be building Cyberpunk Orion in the Unreal 5 engine, okay? Do you think that we get a Cyberpunk 2077 remake? Like, they could start converting assets and the world and the characters and the guns and the systems, convert all those over to Unreal 5, launch a remake, or maybe they could call it a remaster, I don't know. And then that's a great sell that at a discount runway to the sequel you do that like a year before the sequel comes out do you think that's a possibility people are saying no you don't think so Anthem had two years of support and patches and they finally realized they need to shut it down Eugene, the reason I don't think it's comparable to what Cyberpunk has done is Anthem pushed out very little content. It was mostly patches and fixes. I mean, I'm not trying to have revisionist history here. I covered Anthem quite a bit. I I had great growth anytime I covered it. And it was lots of, like, patches. They weren't, like, big, huge updates like Cyberpunk has done with missions and a transmog system. and, And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Cyberpunk has done way more. They would need to remake The Witcher. Robert says no, not anytime soon. I hope not. I'm done with remakes, remasters, etc. Consumers desire new IPs, not remakes or remasters. Internet gaming community would have a meltdown. Oh yeah, remakes are a huge stigma right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remakes are a huge stigma right now. I could see them saying no to it primarily because of what consumer response would be. Yeah. The cataclysms and stuff they pushed out one cataclysm and then I think one more because when I went to EA play they had pushed out one cataclysm I don't I don't I don't know it's very possible Eugene that I walked away from anthem and wasn't tuned in to the big updates that they've done I feel like every time I've looked at cyberpunk it's been a laundry list of bug squashing and then hey we fixed this entire system and then they started adding free content I feel like an anthem it was this entire system wasn't working this entire system wasn't working and they were just like bug squash bug squash fix this fix that like there the the loot the loot table wasn't just broken it was bugged like you couldn't get certain perks and things to be complimentary then loot drops were bugged <coughs> Anthem would be like Cyberpunk canceling Liberty DLC. That's where they diverge, in my opinion. I'm not educated enough to to, to commentate other than 
my general gut feeling is that Anthem was Anthem was doing the wrong things. Like the cataclysm wasn't enough. It was like, no, you added a cataclysm, but fundamentally the game's not where it needs to be. I feel like Cyberpunk's kind of done both. They got the game where it needed to be and they've added content. And they just had the tie-in with Edge Runners, a TV show. Like Anthem never got to that point. Like a cataclysm. I don't know. You know why I don't give them a whole lot of credit for the cataclysm, Eugene? That was already planned anyway. That was that was promised content that got delayed. So that's another reason why I have a much more soured memory of Anthem because that stuff was all supposed to come out in the months after the game's release and it came out like way later. That was promised content that got kicked so far down the road. Now, you could probably say similar things about Cyberpunk. I'm not as familiar with Cyberpunk's timeline of promises. Anthem had a literal freaking roadmap that they detonated like a month after release. Yo, Moody with a 10-month milestone. Thank you. Welcome back. Fair they didn't do the right things. I don't know if that's fair to say they didn't try. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Smashville. Is anybody else getting disconnected from chat? What are you... How are you watching, Smashville? Are you watching through an app or a browser? One thing comparable to DLC and Anthem was the Cataclysm and the new Stronghold uh, at the time. I think that was like basically the only content they added though, right? I mean, fundamentally, I think... Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Edge Runners is the only reason that, that Cyberpunk is, is getting the, the, the bump that it's getting. Right? Like... I, like, Anthem didn't have that gas-in-the-tank moment. Anthem kept doing stuff, updating stuff. I, I will say, yes, they tried. Okay, they tried. But I think fundamentally the problem is, is when your game is that far gone, adding a cataclysm, adding certain things, like, yeah, like what Paul just put in the Discord. I never got 99% of this. Yeah, there was supposed to be an evolving world update one, stronger together update two, update three, cataclysm. Like, they just didn't do almost any of that stuff. And maybe, again, maybe I was closer to Anthem, so I took it more personal. Like, I covered it, I looked at the roadmap, I made assurances to the public. I'm like, look at the roadmap, look at the stuff they have planned. This game's gonna be good, this game's gonna go places. And then the freaking slats got pulled out from underneath of me. So it's possible that I'm more in tune to that, and I just, it just felt like a burned bridge. As far as Cyberpunk switching to the Unreal 5 engine, I don't think they'll do a remake. But you know what? I want them to. I totally want them to. I would want to play like an actual completely rebuilt Cyberpunk 2077 Unreal 5 game. I'd want to play that before playing the next game. I'd want to play, like, what was this game supposed to be? Now, it's possible that leaving behind old gen, it's possible that Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty delivers on that. It's possible. They they, they might actually get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is pretty close to where I was hoping this game would get. Leaving behind old gen really, really helped kick this thing up a notch. I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to say... Yeah, yeah. This, this is this, this is this is quite literally what they needed. This is this is how this needed to go, as opposed to like remaking it. Because remaking it is just going to create that. It's just going to create that freaking 
you know, that stigma of there's just there's there's not enough there's just not enough people right now that are supporting remakes. People are being extremely critical of remakes and that's probably going to continue. Right? I I don't think that's going to go away. I think that's going to continue. And so there's too much of a stigma around remakes, but boy oh boy would I want one. Remake it, fix it, and sell it. I want it for the entertainment. Yeah, Eugene wants to watch the public just writhe and seethe. They don't need to do a remake in a new engine when they have a sequel coming. Well, hang on though, Robert. Hang on. Remaking Cyberpunk 2077 in Unreal could quite literally serve multiple purposes. That'd be an excellent way to train all of your departments on how to work with Unreal. It would create a wonderful foundation, a very stable, good foundation for the sequel. And you could really invigorate consumer confidence in the future of the franchise. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just saying it actually could serve a lot of purposes. Because you'd, you'd end up with all of your assets, all of your tool sets, your world building, everything is all tuned and everybody's trained. Everybody knows how to do this. And in the process of doing that, you end up with a sellable product to recoup some of the cost on that. Gamers would say, why didn't you initially release this if they had it was too soon? Yeah, but you got to consider something. If they release that in four years... You have to understand, if they do it like four years from now, I think a lot of people would be like, hey man, I've been loving this game ever since that Edge Runners update when I jumped in. This is exciting. I wonder if like, you'd literally have like a completely different batch, a whole new batch of, of, a whole new batch of, of people. A whole new, a whole new batch of, uh, of fans, basically. In the last 20 or so years, uh, how many did CD Projekt Red did a complete game engine overhaul for EVE Online? Oh, how many games have done that? Not many. But Dustin, you have to understand something. In the last 20 years or so, how many companies have ditched their in-house engine for another engine? A lot of companies are, are, are doing that. Like, listen, the reason they did a press conference, or like, I'm sorry, a press release, and officially announced that the future the future CD Projekt Red products would be built in the Unreal 5 engine. That's, they made that announcement for a reason. They're trying to hire people. They're building consumer confidence. They're building shareholder confidence. They're making a change. So, like, how, how, how many announcements have we seen like that in the past, in the past 20 years? Yeah, EA dumped Unreal and moved to Frostbite. What a great decision that was. Yeah, now they're moving back. I think they buried too much of what people expected out of the game in complicated systems and perk trees that required a lot of progress in the game. What if Orion isn't a new game, but just a cyberpunk revamp made to replace the current version? No, no. They they are on record saying that the cyberpunk sequel will be a it'll prove the full power and potential of the cyberpunk universe 
it'll be a full-blown cyberpunk sequel it's 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 not it's it's not a it's not a a a revisiting or a reimagination of cyberpunk 2077 that's not no that's not the case If you don't get entertainment from watching the internet gaming community burn, I don't know what to tell you. It's one of the most entertaining things to watch. Sony uses their own engine and the games are realistic. Well, Insomniac has a proprietary engine. Sony doesn't necessarily have a proprietary engine, right? And then Gorilla and Death Stranding use the same engine. But, like, I don't know if that's a Sony engine. I think Insomniacs is their own proprietary engine they, that, they, that they've built. Frostbite was uh, great for shooters and racers, but it sucked for anything that required systems like inventory management, RPG mechanics, ETC. Yeah, or like flying. A true Cyberpunk sequel is going to be 2078 or 2079 or even 2800 into the fifth corporate war well that's why I said I think they're going to use cyberpunk edge runners as like a they'll use the Netflix series to move the story forward right they'll use that they'll use that series they'll do a couple more seasons they might not even call it edge runners right they might not even call it edge runners they'll they'll call it something else but they'll do more cyberpunk shows and they'll use that to to like move the story so that when you pick up the cyberpunk sequel you'll be you'll be playing a, a story that's a continuation and a reverberation of your character and everything you did in the first game and the show is going to be the one that moved that baton and that ball down the field i that's that's been that's been my theory today so if you're just tuning in the cyberpunk 2077 sequel it's also known as project orion or cyberpunk orion We've been talking about it today. It will be built in the Unreal 5 engine. They don't have to tell me that. The CEO said that all future product would be built in that engine. And we've been just discussing what all that looks like. I have to take this phone call. Give me one quick second. Smash the like button if you haven't.
All right, sorry. My PC is done, and the clicking sound was my fans. And so he's like, we could just replace the two in the front. They're the ones where most of the noise is coming from. He's like, there is some noise coming from the top fans. I was like, just replace all of them. It's like 15 bucks a fan. I could have done 10 bucks a fan and not had RGB, and I'm like, eh, it's worth it for the RGB, an extra $5 on each fan. Um... So I'm like, just replace all of them. I said, the last thing I want to do is get the thing home, and in two or three weeks, it, the sound gets worse, and then I got to bring it back in. Like, because I'm not about to order fans and take my computer apart. It's there at your shop right now, and you can do it. Just do all five. Just get them the frick out of here. <laughs> it literally sounded like, you know that clicking sound where you get near um, radiation and fallout? That's literally what it sounded like. I told him, I said, I- I- I'll go crazy. I can't have that. When the bearings went bad on the one fan in the back and was like, like periodically throughout the day, it would do that. Oh my gosh. It literally drove me crazy. I was like, it, it, it was giving me a headache. So, yeah. I am, uh, I should have my, I should have that rig back today. I should be able to pick that rig up today. Um, so, excited to have that one back. And we'll be back streaming on a 2080 Ti NVENC. You know, in time for some, you know, some games, you know, we got some games coming up that we want to play on stream. Were they able to download more RAM? Yeah, they downloaded way more RAM for me. Oh, yeah. You guys are talking about TK and football games. What happened while I was gone? What is going on? What happened to the chat? What happened to the conversation? I leave for two minutes and you guys are talking sports ball video games. What happened? Case fans are easy to replace. Right, but he's got it there in the shop. You know what I mean? It's going to cost me, what, 75 bucks for him to replace all five fans. You know what I'm saying? I could probably get all five fans online for what? I don't even know the fans size. Like they're good size fans they are pretty big. Evan, add 30 new fans. Yeah, look at that monster. <laughs> Why does the Dead Space remake look so plastic? Oh, my short absolutely crushed. My little short video crushed today. It's sitting at almost 6,000 views. It's going to be it's it's going to be our most viewed video today. It it's it surpassed our our um our wild heart stream is like sitting on like a four, like 4,000 views, I think. That freaking little short. <laughs> oh, man. And if it messes up, you have him to blame. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, what's wild heart sitting at right now? Yeah, no, wild hearts is, is going to climb to 4,000 views. It's not quite there yet. It'll hit that. And that freaking short hits 6,000 views, bro. People are so ticked. And then my reaction video is me reacting to the trailer. I did my own reaction and kind of summarized my thoughts. And um, that thing is doing, it's doing well. It's doing okay. Uh, it's it, it might get picked up and take off. The God of War one did really, really well. Um, yeah, we're getting, we're getting agreement. I had somebody tell me, they're like, I thought I was going crazy. They're like, thank you so much for pushing this out. They're like, I literally thought I was going crazy and didn't think it looked very good. And then somebody was like, I bet you Digital Foundry slices this up and and ends up agreeing with you. 
Now, I could see them doing a remake and tying it to the pre-order of Cyberpunk Orion, pre-order and get access to Cyberpunk 27 and UE5. That's what I'm saying, Akuta Papa. Like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a developer. But if you ported Cyberpunk 2077 over to Unreal 5, wouldn't doing that literally be the training project for getting all of your staff ready to build Cyberpunk Orion in UE5? Like, I don't know. That would also benefit The Witcher. Because you'd have more people on staff that could work on The Witcher in UE5. The only thing that's a real snag in my in my theory that they would do this or that they could do this is they're going to do The Witcher first in Unreal 5, which means they'd have no reason to do that to Cyberpunk. They'd already all be trained and adept and good at using UE5. So that, I, I think that's the big snafu in me thinking that that'd be... I'm not saying that I think they're going to do it. I'm more saying it'd be cool if they did. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Like, it'd be a lot cooler if I could play Cyberpunk 2077 in UE5. Like, that would be awesome. But I don't know if that lines up with the timeline because I feel like they're going to finish and deliver Phantom Liberty and then they will divert the entire company to Witcher. And that's UE5. So at that point... They're going to finish and deliver Witcher, and nobody's going to need trained on UE5. They just built and shipped the game in UE5. So then when they go to build the Cyberpunk sequel, at that point, I don't see there being a reason for them to port, remake, or remaster Cyberpunk in UE5. Different game and systems, Guns vs. Sword, ETC. Yeah, but Akuta Papa, the next... The Cyberpunk sequel will be in UE5. The CEO said that the Cyberpunk 2077 expansion was the last project in Red Engine. He said, all future product will be UE5. So everything after the expansion of Cyberpunk 2077, everything after that is UE5, which means Cyberpunk Orion is going to be in UE5. Oh, are you saying that The Witcher wouldn't benefit them? I might have misunderstood your point. Are you saying that since they're different games, they would still maybe want to port Cyberpunk over? We have a guy named Jack. Oh, really? Is there a guy in chat with that name right now? Was he? Did he say anything? Was he trying to get me to say his full name? I would never say a guy's full name like that. I would just call him Jack. <laughs> Project Orion's releasing on the PlayStation 7. That'd be bad business practice if you ask me. I think people would gladly buy both full price or at least charge half price for the remake. Yeah, I think you could sell the remake for 40 or 50 bucks and people would buy it. And it would be a great runway to the next game again. And, and then you, you then you have all your systems, all your assets, all your all your everything built in Unreal 5. We're not thinking the Witcher 3 next gen update will be free. Uh, I don't know. Might cost 10 bucks. Okay, so you're saying the Witcher might not benefit Cyberpunk's development. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I could see that. I could see that. I think console players need to come to the realization that you can only do so much uh, with a console. <laughs> I've been trying to say that for a long time. Man, the platform today is being so freaking weird. Weird. What a weird day. My back end... 
the back end dashboard just looking just doesn't none of this makes any sense today such a bonkers day I, I swear they're doing something again and it's fit, it's messed with us today I think it has chat has been normal chat engagement's been normal uh, engagement has been exactly almost identical to every other day that we have and nothing on the back end looks right like you guys you guys in the chat's been phenomenal like every time I look up I, I've looked up multiple times and thought my browser was messed up I was like are the stats not updating? Like, what the F? Like, there's been so many people here. We've had such a great day. YouTube is, uh, they're doing something again, man. They're, they're shaking the tree. They're shaking the tree. Something's happening. Something's happening. Yeah, the girth of the 4090. Yeah, it looks like a miniature PC. Have you ever seen those, like, mini rigs? Uh, an RTX 4090 literally looks like a mini rig. Like, look at this. Look at this son of a gun. Let me show you guys. Look at this stupid thing. Have you guys ever seen those all-in-one, like, little teeny tower PCs? That's what That's what the 40... That's what the, the RTX 4090 looks like. Look at this thing. That... What the actual F? Your comp... Like, the computer that runs that's gonna be like, Oh my gosh, you just put an anvil on my head. It's meant to be, it looks like it's meant to be external. It literally looks like a mini computer. It looks like a tower. It's the, it's, it's, it's basically, it's almost half the size of, a, of an Xbox Series X, which I've always said this. I think the Series X is one of the best looking consoles. I, I love it. I love, I love the Xbox Series X. I love the way that it looks. I think this thing over here, it's I love my PlayStation 5. I think it's got to be one of the ugliest consoles ever made. It's freaking hideous. But that Xbox Series X, I love it. I love the holes in the top. I love the I love the big vent fan on top and the green. Oh, I love the Series X. I just think it's such a great-looking console. You shove that right in a nice form factor, you know, entertainment system and it just kind of blends in. You know what I mean? It looks so classy. Like, that just looks classy. Like, the Series X on a shelf, like a really nice entertainment system shelf, it just looks classy. Just flat, black, matte, three buttons. You know? I love it. You just compared a $500 console to a $14 hard PC. Oh, is that what somebody's doing? Look, I mean, look at that thing, man. That, That video card is literally the size of a mini PC is literally the size of a mini PC. That thing is freaking stupid big. Yeah, it's bigger than the Series S. Yeah, you guys want to see it? Look at this. Oh, my mouse can't go over there. It's, It's literally bigger than the Series S. Guys, this is really the nail in the coffin of the Series S, this picture right here. Like... Any, anytime anybody tells me that the Series S isn't a weaker console, I'll be like, well, just look at this. <laughs> I'll act like this is some sort of a profound point. <laughs> I'll, I'll posture as if I'm making some profound point. All right, you know what? You know what? Fine, fine. This is my final point. This is my final point. It's my checkmate mic drop on the fact that the Series S is weak. Look at it compared to an RTX 4090. Look at that. 
Look at the size difference. They basically have the same size fan. Get the frick out of here. The get, the, the, that, that series is the size of a video card. And act like it's a profound point, you know? People are like, this guy's a freaking idiot. You know what's funny? Is some of the dum-dums that we've had to deal with might be like, ah, oh, he's right. <laughs> like, what if that was what convinced them? They're like, all your analyzation of the market and tech trends and feedback from developers and digital foundry reports, none of that matters. But when you put that series up there next to the 4090, I was convinced. <laughs> it's just like, that was it, bro. That was it. That was a convincing moment for me, bro. Not funny, sad. <laughs> Must need a threaded hot rod to hold that effer in the case. That thing's got to be so heavy. How does it not just pull the port right off the motherboard when you put it in? Right? It's actually a fair point. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it's fair. It's, it literally can't hold the tech. <laughs> <laughs> Eknor says, I miss Sebastian. Listen, listen. Some of those guys that we banned, they still watch the show. They still watch the show. What's good, Suede? Haven't seen you in chat much today. Where's Sebastian? I banned him. I can't take it. I, I, I can't take it. It's too... Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. It's too personally triggering for me. I get too triggered. I, I can't deal with the with the dishonesty. It, 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 puts, my, it puts my fingers on edge. Like, I, I start... I, I, I start lashing out and I don't, I just, it brings a vibe to the channel I can't stand. Like, to have to painstakingly dismantle dishonest claims, it's just, it's so, I can debate all day. If there's one thing I've proven, I have the endurance to go the distance with Apollo Creed, brother. I can prove that I'm not a bum. I can stay in the ring and debate for hours. But when I have to keep going back and dismantling another dishonest claim, another claim that's not true, another claim that I know they know isn't true, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Work's been nuts. Haven't been around much. First chance I've had to tune in. Well, good to see you, man. (laughs) Honestly, though, aren't we supposed to be shrinking the size of technology? Maybe not. Maybe not. Sometimes, yes. Calling them kids is insulting to kids. Yeah, but can it run the small details of The Last of Us Part 1? The rear I.O. bracket holds most of the weight. A lot of case manufacturers are now including stabilizer bars that attach to some of the motherboard standoffs or added support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually miss Cred. As crazy as he was, he made really good points in his own way. I was surprised he was banned. Detective, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We usually do this in members only because it's kind of housekeeping and it's kind of like behind the scenes. I'm going to tell you why I banned those guys. Do you want to know why? Because I banned one or two and the whole vibe changed. Not only that, not only that. The whole vibe changed when they weren't around. And I started noticing they would only show up on certain days and they would create this contentious, 
unenjoyable bad faith vibe and I couldn't stand it I was like I don't like what you're doing to the show because think about it like this so much of what I do is built around debate and discussion and when someone comes in and becomes the sparring partner they organically affect the vibe of the show and they consistently brought something to the table that I couldn't ignore but I also couldn't engage with it without taking the channel and the content and the conversation and sullying it I was like I'm hurting the show because of these people they had the power to come in and immediately bring the vibe down one of them literally did it when we were streaming uh, Stray, the cat game. Like, having a good time, chilling. I'm an hour and 15 minutes into the broadcast. Comes in, immediately craps on the game. Says it looks like trash, like some dumb kid's game. And it's like, yeah, big surprise. You're immediately coming in and hating on a PlayStation exclusive. It's your stream, man. I just know you like to debate, and that dude gave zero craps and would go hard. Yeah, but I need I need people that don't hit below the belt, Detective Seeds. Like, I need a good sparring partner. I don't just need any sparring partner. A sparring partner with grit and passion is great. A sparring partner with grit, passion, and dishonest takes and and a lack of tact or or they're hitting below the belt. Like a couple of times people were taking passive swipes at me and my integrity. No, that's not a good sparring partner. That's not good for the channel. That's not good for the the, the content. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, I love to be disagreed with. I will literally go hammer and tongs for an hour with the same two or three people. I love doing that. It's not about like, oh, I don't want people in here to disagree with me, which I'm certainly, I, I, I certainly would, would hazard a guess that some people think that that's why I ban certain people. It's like, I will literally debate one person for an entire day. I've debated gray names in chat. And I did not recognize their names. They were brand new people. They were not paying members. And I debated those people for 45 minutes to an hour one day. And we had a great time. And I said, man, I appreciate you being here. That was really enjoyable. That was really fun. Like, I, I, it's, it's literally a vibe check. It's like you're hurting the vibe. It, it just it pulls the stream quality down. We need people that go hard based on fact, not fandom dressed up as fact. Right. Lono, have you ever won a debate against Eugene? It's hard to say one. Like, I believe there's been debates where... There's been debates where he's won me over. There was at least twice I know in Destiny he did that. And I feel like there's been debates where... You you might call it a draw and be like, they both made good points. Like, I, I don't know. Like, pick a side. Like, they both scored points during the match. You know, a lot of our arguments would go to decision. There's no TKOs. It would go to decision. It would go to, I mean, how many points did they hit? Yo, Robert with a $2 tip. How to argue stream when? So you're banned for your honest opinion? Yes, that's a great summary of what I just said for the last five minutes. That's exact. yeah. Yeah, I ban people for their opinion. That's what I said. You you seem like you're asking to be banned. <laughs> Eugene remains undefeated against Lono, but Eugene has never beat Chair, so there's that. (laughs) Most of you guys are fine, but you have to know how to draw the line. If the chat fills up with trolls, and then members are choosing that time to poke the bear, it doesn't work. I wasn't here all the time, so I can't say he went over the line, plus it's not my uh, stream. I just never saw him in Soul or those things. I can't, Detective, I honestly can't remember why I did it. 
I can't remember why I got him. I remember specifically... I remember specifically certain people. I was like, you're done here. Now you're taking swipes at me. You're being passive. You're being dishonest. And I'm freaking done with what you're doing to the channel. Yeah, Ikelos. That was the one he got me on. Like, I wouldn't even know if he won the argument. He compelled me to change my position. That's kind of different, right? I had a really strong position on Ikelos. And Eugene's like, you need to zoom out. You're looking at one weapon. Look at all of them. It's the archetype. And I looked at it and I tested it and I was like, you're right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was almost like I was chiseling on the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, this thing's a problem. And Eugene's like, no, it's the whole archetype is a problem. And I like zoomed out and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this archetype's busted. And they still did something to Ikelos before they did anything to the archetype. So it was kind of like, I wasn't necessarily wrong. And neither was he. He was right. The problem was bigger than one weapon. It was the whole archetype. But I was right. There was something to the weapon that fundamentally had to change first. And then they also then addressed the uh, the archetype as well. I And it led us to saying the same thing about grenade launchers. We, we, called, the, we called the grenade launcher thing before it happened. Didn't we? I feel like we did. My memory is that we we zeroed in on grenade launchers well before they made the change because they just they shot so fast. It's like you can't compete with this. No no heavy weapon can compete with this. Flume 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 flume. Reload. Flume 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 flume. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's all my damage and uh, it took me 10 seconds. He was uh, creature saying he was being super hyperbolic in favor of Microsoft and extremely hyperbolic anti Sony to a point that it just wasn't even fun or entertaining to have him around. He was creeping into Jeff territory. Yeah, you know what I've been considering doing. He went hard during the Last of Us thing, and then God of War, I believe, because it's crazy, but wanted the combat to be different. Like I said, his argumentative just thought it was DC at decent points. Yeah, the last of a stream was great because of what he brought to the table. I have been considering doing clean slate, like just going through and being like, hey guys, it's a new year, like 2023. Like, all right, new year, you get another shot. It's not hard to bop people out of the chat. It's not difficult, right? Some streamers do that. They go and just purge the ban list and they're like, all right, everybody gets a second chance, right? He was disruptive and continued to be disruptive. My memory of it, Eugene, is he came in on a different subject and hijacked it and made it about something else, and it just freaking ticked me off. Oh, no, yeah, Seb, yeah, 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 Seb did that. Sebastian did that multiple times. So just come in, he did it two different days. Like, comes in, the subject's not about that, and he's tried to make the subject about God of War. And I'm like, what the frick are you doing, bro? I thought we were talking about the Unreal Engine. It's like, no, we're talking about Halo potentially being rebuilt in the Unreal Engine. You're trying to bring in a Sony title? Yeah, he did that. He did that regularly. And then uh, when people in chat started calling him out, I knew we had a problem. I knew we had a problem. People in chat were literally being like, bro, I've seen you do this in other channels. And I was like, oh, frick. We got ourselves a problem here. You were saying earlier the Series S will have games skip the console. I really wish to give you an example of a genre game in particular, GTA. If GTA 6 runs, what other games will skip it? 
Miguel, my, my prediction is super specific, and I think people like you continue to miss how specific the prediction is. There are tech advancements and things that people are going to want to do with games in this generation of console, and when they bake it into their game, they're not going to be able to turn it off for the S. Like, if you can't capture that part of my point and my prediction, you're never going to understand my prediction. There are going to be things with textures, lighting, just different new pieces of technology in gaming are going to get baked into a game's crust so much that they won't be able to optimize it for the S and they will opt to skip it. That's my prediction. My prediction is not that there's going to be this groundswell of games that skip that platform. Like, I'm not saying that. So Steam Deck's dead on arrival? See, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're fundamentally misunderstanding my argumentation. There are going to be plenty of games that are not Steam Deck compatible for everything I just said. Like, what? Why are you extrapolating that I'm calling the Steam Deck dead on arrival? Like, I just don't. I, it's not. I, I, I think people are making it bigger than I'm making it. Like, the irony is, is like, you think I'm saying something bigger than I am, and it feels like an insecurity. It's like, there's this insecurity because you know and you sense that the Series S is weak. And then you you mushroom my claim up to something that it isn't. It's like, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I am not saying that there's going to be so many games and the Series S is dead on arrival. I'm not saying that. I'm like, I think there's going to be a handful of games that skip the S because they can't optimize down to it. That's it. Four or five games, maybe? I don't know. Maybe once four or five games do it, more games will. I'm not making some big grandiose claim. And I think there's this weird, like, shaky insecurity. Like, oh, I bought the S. What's wrong with the S? The S is fine, isn't it? I read a blog post that said it was fine. Like, I'm not insulting it and saying that it's a DOA console. I'm not saying that. I would not be surprised if there's a handful of big release blockbuster games that don't launch on the S. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. Sunk cost fallacy got people bugging. That's what I'm saying, brother. It's like <laughs> You said earlier that the devs would hate to scale down. Yeah. Yeah, Digital Foundry backs me on that. Digital Foundry has said that they've already heard from developers, they've already uttered complaints, and they said that the S is a pain. Have you ever read a single interview with a developer? Like, do you do you honestly think developers want to do more work? And do you honestly think developers want that work to be scaling their game down? It's completely juxtaposed against everything we know about game development. Game development is make your game look awesome. Make it look dope. Carve out a vertical slice that looks mind-blowing. Really, really push the graphical fidelity. Oh, and also, we need you to spend a bunch of extra time, bandwidth, and effort dumbing your game down. So you want me to spend more time and money? Yes. Doing what? Making your game look worse. I'm sorry, what? It's completely juxtaposed against what so many development companies do. They spend all their money, their research and development, and their, and their bandwidth on pushing things higher, not lower. Feed is in the chat. Thank you, Smashville. Good to see you in the chat, Feed. 
<laughs> I love that Smashville went to Discord like, hey, feeds in the chat. <laughs> I love that. I love this community so much. That's so... <laughs> that is such an expression of, like, camaraderie and love. Hey, man, feeds in chat. You gotta, you gotta shout him out. <laughs> it's the little things that make my day great. That's great. Chat hasn't arrived until feed says have a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afternoon dope shirt. Yeah. Afternoon. That's right. I think you willed this person into existing. Talking about others like him, you had to ban. <laughs> Xbox Series S hardware limitations are causing issues for developers. More specifically, it's the memory constraints and not the CPU or the GPU power that's the hurdle. Yep. The S is just a cheap entry point. It's meant for Game Pass entry. It's a good console for kids. But when crap gets real, it's time to leave the S behind. Has feed been around since the beginning? Did my monthly message show up? I didn't see it, Akuta Papa. Did I miss it? Hang on, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. No, I got a $2 tip from Robert a while ago, and that's all I see. Sergio says the Series S is basically a minimum spec requirement, but you also have a max requirement product like the Series X. You build for the latter and hope it works on the former. Sergio, there was a spokesperson from Microsoft who quite literally said that they're first-party developers. So I'm not even talking about a third-party developer right now. They're first-party developers build for the Series X first. Their own developers... Homie, their own developers target the top first. 19 months from a man creature. He says. Yeah, the Advanced Warfare 2 is a legit announcement, Liquid Smoke. Digital Foundry weighs in on the matter during the latest DF Direct in response to a question from a follower who asked why third-party developers don't always put the best Series S optimizations. Digital Foundry has heard from multiple developers that the Series S is a bit of a pain at times due to memory constraints. LOL, I did that so long ago. Wait, creature, you did your you did your membership a, a, a long time ago? I told you something weird was going on today. Everything on the back end has been super funky. Oh, Charlie Intel's refuting the reports. I've heard there is no Advanced Warfare 2 currently in development at Sledgehammer Games despite the rumors today. Okay. Akuta Papa says, YouTube's bugging today. I said if you banned on opinions, half of us would be gone. Yeah, plenty of you guys disagree with me all of the time. There's long-standing members that think I'm out of my head about the series S. That's fine. You think I'm insulted by disagreement? You've never been here before. I love it. I relish it. We're so close to 20k. 64 64 subscribers, bro. It's absolutely bottom of the barrel of the franchise. It makes zero sense to do Advanced Warfare. Yeah, it would make zero sense to give anything to Sledgehammer right now. They did a they they don't have a great track record. 
Why would you give anything to Sledgehammer right now? Hold up. People can disagree and still be civil and find other common interests? I need proof of this claim. Uh, Series S is a 1080 beast for its size. You can grab it for 250. The gaming value of the S on Game Pass is insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love sparring, but I despise dishonesty. Lono, it's the cross you bear. <laughs> All right, we're we, we I've given you enough. I've given you enough end of show indulgence. I've given you guys enough. We need to go to members. If you guys feel like rewarding some of the gray names in chat that have been here today and you want to give some members, people like Nefitz and Ray that are here all the time and they're dope and they're respectful, now's a great time to do Operation Gray Name. We are in October, remember that. Um, Distorted Sama says, As much as I'm an Xbox guy, I gotta say you are wrong. That may be the best way to use the Series S, but it's not how Microsoft markets the Series S as an entry point Game Pass machine. Wait, so you don't think it's going to get skipped at all? In response to someone in YouTube chat. Oh, you're responding. Yo, Lord Bacon's going to do five. Let's see how fast these go. Come on, YouTube. Come on, YouTube. My man, Master Chief, got one. This reverence, Jason West, Kaiko Gaming, Rumble 8. Bam, 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 bam. You guys all get to come to the members-only stream that we are about to do. Thank you so much for doing that, Lord Bacon the Destroyer. Very kind. We enjoy maintaining a high member count here. It helps people get in the door. Joe Vivian's going to do one. Let's get some more peeps in here. Let's do it. Let us, let us do it. Let's welcome them on in. And it went to Japanther. Yo, Japanther's a longtime viewer, uh, lurker, chatter. I recognize that name. I love I love seeing it go fast because that, that wasn't happening when we tried to get to 3K. It, like, slowed down. I love seeing the memberships go fast. And I love seeing names like that that I recognize. Makes me very happy. That message was in response to someone saying it's a great entry point in Game Pass Machine. I feel like they're they're right, though. So far, the general consensus was the main difference lied in the smaller and uh, slower RAM. The Xbox Series X features 16 gig of GDR6, 10 gig of which runs at 560 gig a second, while the remaining six runs at 336. The Xbox Series S hardware, by contrast, slimmed to 10, 8 gig, which runs at 224 gigs a second, while the remaining two gig runs at a mere 56 gig. Oh my gosh! Uh, the CPU is practically identical, but then again, the smaller sibling only targets 1080 resolution while Series X is meant to be a much more taxing 4K gaming experience. Yeah. (laughs) It's a Game Pass machine, baby. We We got no search on this today either. It just pisses me off. I'm so tired of that. Pick a good topic. Pick a good topic. What is the back end doing? I can't even see my buttons. Bro. Bro, YouTube is having an absolute back-end conniption. I can't... Okay, they're back. I couldn't even see my buttons to end the stream. I was like, well, 
This stream's never coming down. It's eternal. Yo, Eknor wants to bring some people with us. Gifts 10 members right before we go to members only. Recon, Chris Surf, Liz Womax here all the time. Jajuan, Sir Wallaby's here a lot. Eric Rodriguez is here a lot. Eric Hayes is here a lot. Jason F. is here a lot. Jeremy Scalise, Zach Smith. You guys all got gifted members. Pretty sure Zach's here all the time too. I appreciate that, Eknor. It's very generous and very kind. Keeping that membership healthy. Appreciate it. YouTube is having problems today, but we're still gifting members. And they're getting them real fast. Um, there we go. All right. That was a good Operation Gray name, pulling some people in. Let me push the announcements out. $2 tip from Smashville says 24-hour stream. No, I will never do that again. I did that one time on Purple, and I hated it. I told people I would never do it again. I was like, I'm never doing that again. It was, it was, it was freaking misery. Hey, thanks so much for clicking on this. This is another members-only talk show. We end every day with these, so if you're seeing this, you may have gotten gifted a member. Sometimes you get them an email. Sometimes you get them when you're AFK during a stream or just listening, and I might not have called all the names out. Great way to cash in on your member benefits is to get into the members-only Discord. It's an application for your phone or your or your desktop where you can hang out in our server, different chat rooms, and get access to members-only perks and benefits and also find people to maybe play with and not miss out on big announcements, especially when we we do things like the Star Wars watch party as that big reward for hitting that huge milestone. I'm going to end the previous stream where Smashville tipped $5 and said, I got ketchup in my eye. I now have Heinz sight. Oh my gosh. We're going to end the cyberpunk stream and we're all going to head over here to members and I'm going to put a link in chat just in case um, if the redirect doesn't work. There we go. Let's end